Did you push a button? I pushed. Are button. we starting? Have we started? <laughs> I know you started. She's I'm doing that on purpose. purpose. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love but nobody else does. Ugh. Um, I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. <laughs> Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. Normally we select movies from our genre that are underappreciated, but not this month. Why not? Because it's the last. It's your birthday. The finale. Now I wonder, when you got the donuts, that uh, listener, I sent donuts on John's birthday with Tony because Uh Tony was coming to their house. And I wrote, I had them right on there, it's your birthday. Did you notice that? I did not notice ah. that. Because Tony opened them. And I, I was wondering if you would know that I meant it as the song. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't notice that. But it so in fact after, said. Like, like, Carly got these for you. I sent her saying thanks for the donuts. So like a day and a half later, she's like, you're welcome. I'm like, why the fuck is she okay. responding now? Because that's when I got the message. Evidently, it didn't go through until that. This is really important information. Because it didn't like, say, huh. it's your birthday. What it say? said, happy birthday, Carly. What? <laughs> we kept them from her birthday, and we figured that's, because that's it was on the receipt, and I read it. And well, I they're, was they're, right. They're a tight ship, though, because I, I remember you sent me the receipt. I, I pre-ordered them, and I said, "Pick them up on your way." Uh huh. I sent him a screenshot of the order number in uh-huh. case they were like, "You're not Carly." Yeah. And he's. <laughs> I walked in. I said, "They." I said, "Can I do a pickup?" And they're like, "Yeah, what's the name, Carly?" Here you go. I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm Bob Smith, and I'm <laughs> Tina, and what else That's you got? More, Some I of those stores, they're... like you go into whatever place, and they have the pre-order stuff. It's on like a shelf, nowhere mm-hmm. near anybody. Yeah. I'm like, who stops anybody from just walking? If I was homeless and starving, I would walk in every yeah. day. Just Tropical smoothie, All day. every time I do a pickup there, freaks me out. Because they just, they put your receipt on the counter, they put a smoothie on top. They don't even say anything to you when you pick it up. <laughs> you can just walk in and grab a smoke. Why, why walk in too? Are you six seven four? Sure. I'll take that. <laughs> but um like, so I noticed the second day because I didn't because I had claimed all of the pumpkin ones. <laughs> oh that's right. I don't even know what it was. It was like assorted mm-hmm. and a plain dozen. So they gave us <laughs> four But I didn't get to pick any of them. They gave four <laughs> pumpkin cake donuts. Which seemed like excessive. All right, so I ate one, I like, realized it was pumpkin, because I thought maybe they were blueberry we or apple, but no, them, so. fucking pumpkin. So then I claimed them, and I wouldn't let the boys eat them. <laughs> I claimed all the pumpkin donuts forever. Like, poor Joe thought that he couldn't go to uh, Krispy Kreme and get any of them. Yeah. He thought, like, even in the stores, like, that those were hurt. We're not, and the we're only reason I did any of them. is because my boss loves pumpkin-flavored stuff. So you brought them to your boss? So... Wait a minute. I wanted to make sure... You regifted his donuts? No. You stole my donuts and regifted them to your boss? I ate three of them. Wow! All right. And the fourth one I brought to work... I'll never know. ...for my boss. I went to... You stole my donuts. I ate one that day. Then I had the second one for breakfast. Then I brought two to work, one for my boss and one for me. They were all delicious. Well, I, we'll never know. I went to Krispy Kreme on the way home. I was like, can I have one of those pumpkins? And they said, nope. I, Elaine said you can't have one. I called Super Ultra Dibs forever. Super Ultra Dibs. I don't think you can't that distri- you can't defeat it. But I did notice on the receipt that it said, <laughs> happy birthday, Carly. And I was like, that's nice. Left, so. It says it on the receipt. And I'm like, why did she buy two dozen donuts? There's like four that was the here. deal. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of donuts. You gonna, anybody want to take some of these home? Nah. Now, I had told Tony that if 
that I would happily take a couple back if you didn't. He want didn't them bring home. any. He, he didn't did bring not. Them home. <laughs> I told busy. everybody to bring home donuts because I didn't because nowhere. And I had them. said if there's extra, I will. I would like some. I can't believe you let her down. <laughs> I had to carry all that crap to my car. I wasn't focused on donuts. <laughs> then there was the whole barring from pumpkin donuts. I had a lot going on. <laughs> Dogs and cats were living together. No, just dogs. But I was like, there's probably going to be too many. Just bring a couple back. There were too many, and he didn't bring any back. There's still some left up there, I think, if you want. I don't want any now. You got rid of them? Or you ate them all? It's been two days. You threw them away? Yeah, because they're probably not good now. I mean, more than a couple days. They don't really last. Anything more than two days on those donuts is probably excessive. Yeah. So... The cake ones last a long time. If they had all been pumpkin cake donuts, I would have kept them. And I, that is a choice. It's the glaze, though. It didn't though. come as the deal. It's the problem is the glaze. Yeah. They're really it's only so good nice. the next day, and then you, you yeah. got to get rid of them. Hey, what are we doing? All right, so my <laughs> final birthday gift to John is Roadhouse. Mm. <laughs> I don't even know if he likes this movie. Tony does. You're about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> You're to find out today. 1989. So a lot of this is going to be covered. Why are they doing it? It was the 80s. Yeah. Ben said he sent you an email. <gasps> what? Now I looked. Was it about Roadhouse? Yeah. <laughs> I had checked. He I, did say that. I talked to my dad but, about this movie. And he likes it? He does. Your dad's seen Roadhouse? Yes. Oh, okay. cool. Yeah. And he was like... Cool he was like, he has a worst, a least favorite scene. But he didn't give me any... I didn't What's ask. the least favorite scene? When uh, Sam Elliott dies. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. He's Miley, like, he's like worst thing about this movie when Sam Elliott dies. <laughs> like, hey, me whole. Um, no, there is nothing. It's unfortunate. What's his no email? BLM Ultra. Um, I don't know. Uh, search. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> GI really Joe. Out, like, why is your email BLM? Like, GI Joe. Oh. GI Joe. <laughs> Skyplink. <laughs> Um, no, he did not send an email to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, nor did he accidentally send At it to gmail. my... gmail.com. Nor did he accidentally send it to my regular Gmail account, where he sends me all of his G.I. Joe-related materials. <laughs> Don't worry about that, listeners. The only uh, emails we got in the last uh, week oh. is one saying our upload was okay, complete. We, we don't need you to go through the emails And that got. somebody Thank logged you. into our Instagram account from a new Chromebook. I don't know who that was. August 20th. Hey, Chrome Mobile. I don't Elaine, know. we don't need you to give me the blow by blow of everything. All the spam we got. Um, thanks. Actually, that might have been me because one day I was looking at Instagram and it was like, do you want to log in as you with Unmovie Podcast in little yeah. letters underneath or as Unmovie Podcast with you? And, and I was like, I don't fucking care, but I might have picked probably one. You. <laughs> Just because I was trying to watch my reels. <laughs> I know. All right, Do you well, watch reels on the on. I mean, that's the Instagram account that I just. That's that's just my Instagram account. So how did I not know that she was? Can we get to this fucking movie. This I could be sending thing. her so many funny oh, reels. Oh, because oh, she no, doesn't check no. them. No, I watch the reels about once a week. Tony and Susan send me reels on Instagram. Not anymore. And Rarely. I watch them about once I a week. I go through time. and I catch up on all the reels them. that I've been sent. But I would send you things about oh, nail polish. We're not going to talk about Roadhouse. John sent me that reel about the Amazon packages, <laughs> and I said, did Tony send that to you? Because I, I could smell it. <laughs> you may have to share that on our Facebook page. Hmm. All I right. Like, oh, ooh, Elaine needs this. You sent it to her, didn't you? 
No, I don't know. Nope, but I knew that it was, I was Tony. I was going to send it to you and her, but she doesn't check her stuff off. Uh, I knew it was I Tony like, was thinking Tony about like Carly, though. To her too. <laughs> I knew it was Tony thinking about Carly, though. I could just feel, <laughs> feel it in my soul. You find this? All right, mm-hmm. so this movie, or little, little, little. this uh-huh. story was written by R. Lance Hill la, 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 la. as David Lee Henry. I don't quite understand that. But all of his credits said R. Lance Hill, in parentheses, as David Lee Henry. He has more aliases than I do, I think. Mm, I don't know about that. Um, He also wrote Out for Justice and Eight Million Ways to Die. Mm -hmm. Then he was helped. He's also credited on the screenplay. And he had help by Hilary Hankin, who also wrote Wag the Dog. Mm. And, like, five other things. But, like... He had help for the script? He wrote the story, and the screenplay had two writers, him and, and Hillary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Directed by Rowdy Harrington. Rowdy. Also directed no, only Striking Rowdy Distance. Roddy Piper, thank you. None of these people have very many credits no. as far as the writers or the director. You know, Roddy Piper came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. He's <laughs> all out of bubblegum. Mm-hmm. And then we have starring Patrick Swayze. Oh, my God. Swayze. This is only my second glass of wine, y'all. I'm sorry. Oh this Pat Swayze. Tony might have to take over if I can't talk. <laughs> yeah, I can. Without notes? Yeah. You've seen it that much? I mean, I have notes, I mean, but that doesn't mean he can read them. I wouldn't have every glasses. little tiny <laughs> syllable, but mostly. Uh, I haven't seen it that much. Mm-hmm. I've seen it a lot. Starring Patrick Swayze. Welcome back to the podcast from Ghosts and Point Break. He said he's sending it now. He's had a rough couple it's of days. It's too late. Right. Sam Elliott. Welcome back to the podcast from Thank You for Smoking, Tombstone, and The Hulk. Or just Hulk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Incredible Hulk. I don't know. I Kelly don't. Lynch. Welcome back to the podcast from Charlie's Angels. Uh-huh. Ben Gazzara. <coughs> Sorry, he's in the Thomas Crown Affair and The Big Lebowski. But he's not mm-hmm. a welcome back to the podcast. The dude. Most of his acting credits Didn't we were do the Thomas Crown Affair. we did affair? the Thomas Crown Affair. Did we do the Thomas Crown Affair? I looked, and it is not in our That's the one where, where um, Did we just watch that? The, I feel like we just, and this has come up before. I think we've had this discussion before where we were all convinced we had done it, but we haven't. <laughs> Maybe we all just watched it together for some reason. I know we all watched effect. it together. I feel like you made them watch it because they had never seen it. But we didn't no, if I was going to make them watch it, the only way I could make Carly watch a movie is to well, do it on the I'm podcast. You, I looked and it's not in our log. So I remember I had not watched it until you made me watch it. I thought <laughs> we did it for the, watch it. Maybe I just watched it over here one time with you guys. I don't know. I don't know. We also have Marshall R. Teague. Welcome back to the podcast from Armageddon and The Rock. Mm-hmm. Julie Michaels, who plays Denise, mm-hmm. is also credited as Freight Train in Point Break. Mm-hmm. So she's a welcome back, but I don't know who the fuck she's, she was in that movie. <laughs> she's the naked chick that beats him up when they um go to they the... They break into the house? Into the house, oh, yes. Wow. Uh, I thought maybe she was the chick that screamed a lot when they no. broke into the house, but she's, I couldn't remember. She's the chick that was naked and attacked Keanu Reeves. Who is okay. she, she in this? Denise. The, the blonde. The strips. The one who says we can go... No, the guy's like, we can go nipple to nipple. Yes. Like, who says that? <laughs> and she says, I can do that without you. <laughs> you know what? There's a lot of, who says that? <laughs> I mean, and I would be like, I'm on my break. <laughs> and Stay on what? it. What? <laughs> All right. There's only three people left. Sunshine Parker. Sunshine. Emmett. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the podcast from Tremors. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we yep. can't do Thomas Crown Fair because now, he's got a seventy-two percent on Metacritic. I saw that he was in Tremors, so, so yeah, I looked to see who he was in Tremors. He was the dead guy on the pole. Oh, <laughs> you know, in the opening, se- the opening yes. sequence where we see the guy who's like climbed yeah. the pole and he's alive, and then the next day they or two days later they find him and he's dead. That's him. Oh, which I thought was funny. He didn't funny. have a lot of acting credit, so I thought it was interesting that he was a welcome back to the podcast. But I didn't go to check. I just but I knew who he was. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, I know which one of that is. That's the one on the pole. That's funny. He didn't even have any lines. He was just. I mean, he was. He was named. Yeah, we can't do Thomas Crown Affair because it is loved by everybody. He made a whole bunch of money. So um, we must have just watched. We must have just watched, watched it. Then. We all feel like we did it. Maybe our next milestone, we should just do it. <laughs> We're so all good. convinced we did it already. Um, so good. <laughs> Kathleen Will Hoyt, welcome back to the podcast from Fire in the Sky and Bad Influence. Yep. Wow. And Keith David. Yes. <laughs> Tony was like, he's not in this. I, I can never remember is. that Keith David's in this for a whole second. <laughs> welcome back Wasted. from The Replacements, Armageddon, Volcano, and The Nice Guys. This is his fifth appearance mm-hmm. on the podcast. Who's he in The Nice Guys? I don't know. <laughs> like, I did not do that research. Don't ask me questions. Was he one of the bad guys? Probably. He he shows up in a he lot. He could have just shit. been at one of the parties. You know, he Maybe. could have been a cab driver. Could have been anyone. Never know. He was an extra just standing in the back. <laughs> he wasn't the. He wasn't the black guy no, that gets in the, the fight. Yeah, he yeah. is. He is the black dude that gets in a fight with him at the end. At the well, at the party. At the party. Not the end. But and he almost drowns him in the hot tub. I think. The trash oh. can litter. The, the, okay, I haven't watched big that part movie that. since we yeah. did it. Yeah. I forgot about that. You know, we should. Well, watch he's nice one of the main henchmen. He comes back. We should back watch the nice guys again okay. and hate the girl who plays Pussycat because she's terrible and everything she does. Why are you slurring already? You had three sips. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your first one or your second one? Well, I hope it's not a second one because he only just got home. (laughs) Fire practice. Because where did he have the first one? Uh, That's true. Fire practice. All right. This movie has a 6.7 on IMDb, a 41% tomato meter, a 66% audience score, and a 36 Metacritic. Wow. Mm, That sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) The budget was 17 million estimated, and the worldwide gross was 30 million. And then it became a cult classic, and they made a sequel that was straight to video and had zero returning actors, writers, or directors. <laughs> that math checks out. Well, in fairness, most of these people the died. Thing. Yeah, Patrick Swayze was apparently supposed to be in it, but then he backed out due to creative disorders. <laughs> Which is code for he read the script and went no. That doesn't make me want to watch it. I've never seen it. He didn't want to be an action star. By then he had heard himself. I didn't know it existed. We watched the trailer. He didn't want to be an action star. Yeah, he didn't want to be pigeonholed. Although I would have enjoyed him in Tango and Gash. Gash. (laughs) Problem is, is who are you going to drop out, though? You know, that's my only problem with Tango and Gash. I don't want to lose Kurt Russell or Stallone. I feel like he would have had to have been Kurt Russell. Probably. I don't want to lose But it would have been interesting. It could have been, it would have been an interesting No, he could have put off uh, Ray Tango. No, he could put off With both of them, but Kurt I Russell feel like he weird. would have been cash, would have been a more I don't think it would have been choice. as good. They have, okay. a, they have a similar energy. I don't think it would have been as good. Well, mm-hmm. he turned that down because he hurt his knee so badly on the set of this, and then he went on to do Ghost, which was, in the long run, a much better career pick for him. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everybody loves Ghost, and Tango and Cash Ish. is considered a bad movie. It's considered a good bad movie, but most people, I mean, it's a good movie, but most people consider it a good bad movie. And it was also a cult classic, and it didn't make any money. It was a fucking flop. 
Gish. <laughs> Gish. All right. Let's Two reviews. Trap. Crusty apple chunks. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> That's what it says. Who that sounds like crusty apple chunks. June of 2007. That sounds like something I would, an insult I would have called my sister or my brother as a child. For, I don't know where. You know what, Tony? You're just crusty apple chunks. Dang. <laughs> Look, I don't know where it came from. Audra, do you remember? But somehow, some like way, at one point, we started calling each other crusty butt cheeses. My mom <laughs> thought it was the grossest thing. And then, it, and then of course, it goes on and spirals out from there. So then many things are crusty, chunky, flaky. For 45 minutes. All kinds oh, of wow. things. And we're not even into That's the not true. Scenes. It's well, a long movie. Crusty Apple Chunk says, one out of ten, just plain bad. Okay, so it's entirely possible that this movie intended to be bad, but still that's no excuse for being badly mm, made. No. Bad writing, bad directing, bad editing, and ignoring all the blatant continuity errors bad and editing. horrendous acting. Continuity as if, errors. <laughs> it's as if the makers of the movie think, oh, look, we've got an actor in it who's just become really famous. Let's play on that fact. <laughs> what are the continuity errors? There isn't any other thing. I don't know. Yeah, Although, I will say, I was a little confused. In Roadhouse. <laughs> when he calls Wade at work. And he's in Kansas, uh-huh. and he's doing laundry at the laundromat in the middle of the day, yep. and Wade is at the strip club, and it looks like, where is Wade? How far away? How many hours difference in this time zone are we? He might work <laughs> in the day shift. We don't know if Wade could be a day shift That's guy. That's true. Well, People I go mean, and get drinks during the day, I've heard. The only I've thing I could one. see maybe somebody was complaining was a continuity error error is because at one point the bar is a shithole and then all this and it just gets nicer and he's wearing like, that bandage the whole time it's not been even a month like the chicken <laughs> wire disappears yeah. around the thing and then they paint the outside but we don't see any of that yeah like it just magically it just gets happens. nicer all of a sudden they all have matching polos that's fun <laughs> on the other hand alex 2203 also in 2007 gave it a 10 out of 10 and said this film is dirty dancing Four guys, which yeah. I disagree with. I totally agree with. Um, and I only copied. He the... was doing. You do the girl film. You do the guy film. You do the girl film because yeah. he did this. Then we did uh, Dirty Dancing. Then he did this. Then he did Ghost. Then he did um, Point Break. Point Break. Yeah. He he was <laughs> trading back and copied... forth. The guy movie, girl movie, guy movie. So everybody loved. Yeah. It was crazy for Swayze. He only wrote. If you a don't paragraph. like Patrick Swayze, you can kiss my mm-hmm. ass. Hang on. He wrote a paragraph about how this answers a question of the dis- difference between men and women, and I didn't keep that. But I did keep the female to male, dancing, fighting, Swayze, Kelly Lynch, and Swayze, because men like him too. Because <laughs> he's Swayze. Nobody puts baby in a corner, and I used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> oh. I don't think those Both lines memorable lines. Holiday camps. For different reasons. Bars. Swayze teaches girl to dance. Swayze rips guy's throat out. <laughs> yeah, I have a real question about that. We're going to circle back to that later. In the movie. Swayze has nice hair in Dirty Dancing. Swayze, Swayze has, has a nice hair. car. <laughs> you don't think he has nice hair in this? It's a mullet. Okay, <laughs> he it was the eighties. Okay, in the trivia, it says it says he hated this hair because it had so much maintenance. And him and the doctor lady used about the same amount of hairspray. And she had some hair. <laughs> it was the It was, just, it was just silly, because what maintenance does a mullet have? I can now, see his little Superman curl that he has. No, for I don't think his... I think his he had to... Front, I think they had the to back. curl it every day. Because it's pretty wavy, and I don't think his hair is like that. 
I mean, it's kind of wavy in Point Break. Yeah, but it no, that's more shaggy. He's the Bodhisattva. But it's also sun-dried, I guess. And then the last one was, and I Insulted. disagree with this, for the female one, Sam Elliott isn't in it, and for the male one, Sam Elliott is, because Sam Elliott makes everything better. <laughs> I know people. That is true. You know what? Sam at Elliott could point, do that audio porn. <laughs> at one point, Sam Elliott has a half ponytail, which I wore to work. I wore that same hairstyle to work yesterday. <laughs> That's not a manly look. But for some reason, I was like, damn, this is sexy half ponytail. <laughs> That's the Sam, sexiest half ponytail. Sam Elliott is the silver fox. <laughs> he, he just is. All right, calm down. <laughs> he's the, I'm not kidding. Uh, he's she's right. so good. <laughs> and like have, his hair they're, they're is down. like Let's the color of iron, up. and you're just like, I'm into it. All right, calm down. <laughs> they killed him. I was so mad. Well, we were all mad, but evidently for different reasons. <laughs> all right, what'd you think going in, John? Thought he's such a sexy older man. <laughs> I mean, did you see the silver? Well, now beard? Tony's gonna have Give to tell me you. He says, "Me ho." He means it. Because Tony was like, "How." old am I? Oh, God. And then he was I like... I always am bad when I... always feel bad when I do this. I don't know why she lets me do it. <laughs> I didn't know he was doing I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll watch He's like, like Star I'm Trek. I'm older now than Sam Elliott's character was in this movie. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Wait, dude, I, I do that wow, he all... He had a lot more gray in his I hair. I do that all the time. I'll be like, Patrick Stewart, how old is he in Star Trek? And I look it up. He was 38 when he started Next Generation. I was like, Jesus! Yeah, yeah. Wesley, the Will Wheaton is older now... Yeah. Then Patrick Stewart was. And, no, I have a question. How old was Sam Elliott supposed to be in this movie? He is 44 in this movie. I don't know how old he's supposed to be. Wow, he he's was 44. 44. Yeah. So hot. <laughs> and then, uh, what was it, uh, Luke Skywalker? Get your fucking feet off of me. <laughs> Mark, Hamill's, Mark Hamill's older than Alan, Mc, Alan Guinness is. Mm-hmm. How old were you when this came out? Oh, I don't know. What in year? In 89, Nine. you were 14. I was born in 75, so yeah, 14. 14. Okay. Yeah, I could see. But did I didn't. You, did, when did you first see this? 92? Uh, <laughs> I probably. I probably rented it from Blockbuster. I don't think I saw it in the theater. Like maybe in 90? <laughs> you saw this in 89? Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing this in the theater. You. <laughs> did you see this with your mom? <laughs> What? <laughs> did you? Did your mom take you to see this, or did you sneak into this? Please hold, tell me you snuck into this. That's why we asked yep. this question. Yep. My attorney advised me not to answer that. Question. I, know, I need I'm, to know. I, it's fine either way, but I need to know. Did your mom take you to see this, I also or saw did you Tango sneak and into Cash in the theater? I saw. This is saw different Tango. than Tango and Cash. I did see Tango no, and Cash. No, I'm not. I saw the Adventures of Ford Fairly in the I'm goddamn theater. I'm not questioning theater. that you saw I'm this proud at of that nine. Last one. I'm not questioning that you saw this at nine. I just need to know if you went with your mom. Probably. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. I, There's I, no way me and Cross could watch this movie together today. She didn't know what was going to happen this movie when we saw it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, know I saw Varsity Blues. My, with my poor best mother was mortified. Mom. Mom. <laughs> yeah, and oh she was God. mortified. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, he's on his break. Is that what you do on breaks? I, I can't not, wait to be on break. I haven't seen this many tits in a movie since we did Jason X. I am not. No, that's kidding. not true. Since the Beastmaster with accidental taint. No, that had taint. It didn't have accidental tits. Accidental taint. That had taint. As if there's ever on purpose taint in movies. We call that porn. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there was on purpose taint in Terminator. Um, Point break. Like, so Tony had that, seen so. this a hundred thousand times. He didn't need to watch it. I know that I saw he it. Was from, excited. It was his watched, idea that I pick it. We watched <laughs> some kind of making of bullshit little 
mini uh-huh. mini thing, and they showed the VHS copy for Roadhouse. And I, so I know that I rented it from Blockbuster. Like I knew that the case and everything. I was like, yeah, that, that's definitely where I saw. It. I didn't see it in the theater, but I did see Tango Cash in the theater. Remember All right, Elaine, what do you think? Sorry, <laughs> like, I've never seen this all the way through. I've seen parts of this. I think maybe I've Brooke only ever seen like don't know what that is, but that was the highlight reels of this. I don't think I've it ever sat Brooke down Haven. and watched it wasn't this. A fancy name. I'll, I'm happy to. See, I was I was excited to see this. I was like, ooh, Roadhouse. I'm, I bet this is gonna be real good. I have questions. <laughs> now, and I told Elaine this earlier. This isn't. This is not the first time that I have chosen a movie that I've never seen all the way through, mm-hmm. and. It's, it's not the movie I thought it was. I've seen parts of this movie, but I was like, this is not what I thought this movie was. <laughs> and, 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 this is an, and this is another instance of me watching the fuck out of a movie when I was younger and thinking of it one way. And now when I watch it now, because I hadn't seen it, I haven't seen this in years. Now when I watch it now, I'm like, oh, I, I get different, different takes on everything. This and, episode is going to take us forever because we're going to have to talk about all kinds of stuff. All right. Well, let's start. Oh, my God. The Brookhaven Multiplex closed in May of 2003. Oh, I'm ago. so sorry, honey. <laughs> Twenty years Is that ago, where you bro. saw this? <laughs> That's where I saw this. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, well, I haven't been there lately. If you I know, I mean, <laughs> twenty years. That's like really? finding out the dirt mall closed. It's very upsetting. Uh, it you know what I found out? I have a hair appointment tomorrow uh-huh. at Greenbrier Mall, which I thought was closed. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I thought you got your hair done in Jessica's kitchen. I do, but I haven't talked to that lady in over a year, and I feel weird about being like, I haven't called you in a very long time. Will you come and do my hair? I don't, I don't even know, know if she why. does it anymore. I don't know. She still lives around here. That's her job. It's not her job. She has a full-time job. But she knows how to cut hair, so it's her job. Also, <laughs> you don't do that. She quit doing hair for a living because of injuries and surgeries that prevented her from standing up all day and doing hair. It's apparently really hard. The girl that cuts my hair has a lot of wrist problems, and I'm going to be really sad when she stops doing hair because who's going to do my hair? <laughs> but I was like, Greenbrier Mall is still open? She has, a, she has an apprentice, though, so I might just switch over to Josh because he seems like a fun time. And if you were concerned, the Brookhaven Multiplex was demolished in 2007. Oh wow. my god, it closed and then they demolished it? They were like, get rid of that bitch. <laughs> was, they built a new movie theater not far from there and they were like, yeah, we're just going to close this. I just feel bad it stayed stayed empty for four years. Mm-hmm. Like it just Crazy. There was some talk about BJ's going there, some other big box store, mm. but ultimately it was demolished in 2007. Uh. Well, it's probably for the best. Alright, well, the movie opens with showing us a busy bar. Uh-huh. A man who we learn is Frank arrives via the airport limo service and walks around the bar admiring the place, which is packed with people and everybody's having a good time. Mm-hmm. Ben said he sent you the email. Okay. Y'all check. Remind us at the end. I'll try. And we'll get his takes. We'll probably forget. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a pen. Or I would write it on the last page of the You have a pen so you can't write about Ben? <laughs> Benham. Well, here. At the end where I wrote, what'd you think? Write Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yes, I write that in my notes <laughs> every time. Okay, there you go. All right, so um, a dude gets shitty with a waitress. And I couldn't tell in this scene whether she got shitty with him because she puts a knife in the money that he puts on the table. Was he being shitty with her first? Was she being with I don't know. But anyway. It's a mutual he shitty. He kicks her. There's a little bit of a scuffle. And <laughs> there was a lot of violence against women just out of the blue. It's like, what? It was the 80s? 
is this lady a trucker? What the hell, man? Like, <laughs> she's why does she have a knife? Like, but it, there's a lot of knives in this movie. A lot of knives in this movie. <laughs> at some point, I was trying to keep track, and I forgot. I, I was like, I don't know. That's at least number eight. <laughs> huh. So, anyway, the dude tries to fight the bouncers because they're like, it's time for you to go. Dalton... We learn Patrick Swayze he comes over and quietly is like, I think it's time for you to leave. And he's like, all right, we're just having a little fun. And he says he'll leave. And then the bouncers back off so he can walk out and he grabs a knife and attacks Dalton as he walks away. He says he's always wanted to fight him. And Dalton's like, outside. So the guys go outside thinking, it's on, we get to fight him. And Dalton doesn't come outside. He just <laughs> smiles at him and goes back into Fuck the off. bar. <laughs> Just such a bold move. And the bouncers block the dude so they can't come back in. And uh, they were pretty pissed off. He goes and stitches himself up. And uh, Frank comes in to talk to him. He has a bar outside Kansas City called the Double Deuce. Double Douche? And he needs help cleaning no, the poops. place up. <laughs> the Double Deuce to me says two poops. <laughs> He says it's really bad and he needs the best. Dalton's like, Wade Garrett's the best. And Frank's like, he's getting old. But he's still the best. He's, he's still the best. He's 44. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're not 44. You're 43. You're still I, young. You got, you, got a lot, you got a lot more years in you before you become Wade Garrett. You although you're year. already and sexy. Like, We'll say, say me home. Like the doctor says, <laughs> you're going to be crippled if you keep going this way. Wade's been doing this for a long time, and he's getting a little crippled. <laughs> I want to talk about it. I'll okay. put a nice pack on it. Anyways, um, the dude... Uh, will you now? Dalton is like, here are my terms. I will come to your bar outside of Kansas City. If you give me $5,000 up front, $500 a night in cash, you pay all my medical expenses, I run the show... What I say goes, and I walk when the job's done. And the dude is like, all right. That's a lot. Holy shit. <laughs> she is early, money in the mid-80s. Those 89. So yeah. It's pretty good money. I mean. That's amazing. Even if he's only there for two weeks. It's a huge amount of money. <laughs> well, I mean, he's putting his life on the line, and this bar is a shit hole. Oh. So, you're going to want the best. you got to pay for the best, I guess. I mean, this is like a small town. <laughs> I know. So how much money can this place really be making? He's yeah. born in 44. Mm-hmm. He's too old for you. <laughs> she's, she's, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I mean, the man is 89. That. I was just curious. <laughs> All right, well, enjoy your, uh, your little tryst with, with him. I'm not... <laughs> you want to put an ice pack on him? I'm not leaving you for... You said you'd put an ice pack on it. Okay. I, I'm saying you. Wade. I no, I was talking about Wade. Uh. But <laughs> Wade in the movie. I did not Sam Elliott now. I do <laughs> love you so much. I bought you a massage chair. That I will have to massage you while you're out fucking Sam Elliott. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not breaking. I'm just saying he's an attractive man. I was going to leave you. You said you wanted to put the ice pack on him. What? It was a joke. In 89. You were nine. That, <laughs> that was, was gross. Okay, never mind. <laughs> just, this isn't working. <laughs> I'm just saying that I love you. And I appreciate a handsome movie the star. The Brookhaven multiplayer. And if I was going to leave you <laughs> a for a movie for star, you think it'd be Sam Elliott? Johnny Depp? Or you think it would be Baby Got Bacula? 
Or Kevin Costner. Oh Kevin Costner's like 90 years old. I know. <laughs> so is Sam Elliott. And I'm not leaving you for any of these middle-aged men I find attractive. Middle-aged? <laughs> you think they're, they're going to live to be 114? <laughs> you really think Sam Elliott's going to hold on to 120 years old? <laughs> But if you look Scott at the Scott Bakula's almost uh, 70. I know. No. I'm you not know how old his about. balls are? He's going to be 100. His balls are at his knees. Ah, He's going to live my, to be 140, though. He's middle-aged. My point <laughs> is that the actors I find really attractive are all, like, middle-aged dad-looking, which is really funny. Yeah, 68. Costner and Bakula are both 68. Oh, yeah, see? You know what? Their Every once balls. in a while I realize yeah. that... We're middle-aged. <laughs> Hopefully. But, like... Hopefully. And when I was in my 20s, Maybe. I did not find Scott Bakula so attractive. But now that I'm in my 40s, I, I look at the, movies of Scott Bakula be. when he was in his 40s and 50s, and I'm like, ooh, he's attractive. Mm. Yes, but not like now Scott Bakula. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm like... I just fucking... Every day, wake up. Fuck! You're old and fucking? Okay. No. I don't want to be 120 years old. All right, well, Frank well, agrees. He's come into some money, so he's going to spend it all <laughs> on, his on upgrading his bar and getting it under control to protect his investment. Okay. That, I mean... But as he leaves, he says, I have a plane ticket for you. Dalton's like, I don't fly. I'll get there. He's like, how will I know when you when to expect you? He's like, don't. Where is, he, where is this place? I don't know. They don't tell oh, us. Oh, okay. It's mm-hmm. in Kansas. Is that where Dalton was? or? And it's near an airport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't know where Dalton is, but he's going to Kansas. Okay. Now, Kansas the license kind of the plate on it. his Mercedes is from New York City. Get a rope. New York City. <laughs> they make, they make the best salsa there. <laughs> but, that is a drive, I guess, New York City to Kansas. So. I don't think he's got to be I don't somewhere think he's in, at, in New York City, but we don't know. I mean, he could be in anywhere in New York. Um, yeah, he could be anywhere he that his car is in Iowa. He could be in he's from New Illinois, York. Indiana, all the best Michigan. From New York. Yeah. Is that true? I, I've heard that. He uh-huh. could be in Texas. Hi, Miss B. I was like, oh, welcome to the podcast, Miss B. She put her head on my knee, and I was like, what is that? Friends, <laughs> friends we got a new dog. Her name is uh, Beatrix Kiddo. No. Oh. Her name is B. Arthur. She's named after the famous golden girl that Audra thought she could beat up but then reassessed. Um, she's named after Beatrix Kiddo, the famous she's murderer. definitely not, because I filled out all of her fucking paperwork. And we, and we refer to her as Miss B. She is definitely Miss B, though. She is Miss B. Maybe we'll put a picture mm-hmm. of her up on the website there. Just like Chael is Mr. Chael. But Frank is tells right, Dalton B. he We're thought he'd be formal. bigger. And that's a running... Not yeah. funny joke that's throughout well, this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. In this line of work, I thought you'd be big. Well, let's just discuss it because it's out there. Um, I wouldn't think somebody is that tough if they're wearing pants with those heavy pleats. <laughs> he wears the style? pleated slacks, slacks the whole time. That's a suit because there's a jacket that goes with that that's obnoxiously large. <laughs> he, he has some interesting Everybody wears jeans stuff. and he wears pleated slacks the whole time. I mean, obviously, it's good for movement and kicks. Yes. But what the fuck? He wears some interesting clothes throughout this movie. He has some weak At the last half of this movie, he's wearing a gi. I'm like, is that a shirt with no buttons? He's legitimately wearing a gi top. With sweatpants. They were uh, rolled down sweatpants when he was outside doing Tai Chi. Yeah. There's a lot of buttoned up. There's a lot of buttoned up tucked in with a belt. so silly. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) 
Can we get to it? Because it was so funny. We have a lot Those of road fucking road. pants. You could have. You know what? I understand why men like pleats because they kind of hide your gut a little bit. But you could have put a gopher in those pants and nobody would have noticed. Mm. And pleats I want were you so to kill all the gophers. I kill the gophers. They're going to lock me up to do the key. This is not Caddyshack. All right. Dalton drives to a parking garage. Every time Tony plays, he does it. Yeah. He throws his keys at this dude outside. It's very confusing. And the dude's like, what do I look like, a valet? And he's like, keep it. And then he goes inside and gets his real car. That's the guy for Weird Science. Okay. When they get drunk at the bar. I don't I don't remember the guy. He's not the guy who said they were malacas, but Okay. Okay. If you said On the you telephone? <laughs> Every damn night. Every damn night. So he has you a Mercedes and he doesn't drive to work. Um, but it's just like his fancy car. Apparently and I was very confused until he gets to the new city and we see him buy a shitty car. And then you see them keep attacking his car. And then yeah. it makes complete sense. Because it's not his first time. <laughs> yeah. That's why he gave away his other shitty car. It's not his first roadhouse. <laughs> so he drives to the Double Deuce and observes the bar. Uh-huh. A band plays from Huge behind bar. Chicken Wire. And by the way, that is Terry Funk, for those of you who are curious. Yeah, Funker. Yes. Um, I expected him to be a good guy for some reason. Harry <laughs> Funk was a bad guy in everything. I did. I, I'm sorry. Because I if you look at him, he's before. Everybody who talks about him says he's like the sweetest man in the world, but he just looks like he's mean. <laughs> I expected him to be like Swayze's number two. It might be because most of his life he's been a professional wrestler who would like brand people or set them on fire. It was a different time. It was the Sometimes you have to stab a screwdriver through somebody's nose. This is how it works. Nope. Okay. Well, multiple fights break out. Patrons harass waitresses. One of the waitresses is dealing drugs. The bouncers are drinking and acting more like patrons. The head bouncer, who is Terry Funker, tells Dalton that if he's not going to drink, he has to get out. The band goes to take a break, and Dalton knows them. He surprises the lead singer, Cody, who is blind, and they are pleased to work He's together. He's apparently a pretty says, famous uh, blues musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the guy that sang Angel Eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really like that. You know, you play pretty good for a blonde white boy. He goes, oh, you're a lot of work. I thought you'd be bigger. Yeah. <laughs> like, they clearly know each other. Mm-hmm. Hi. And he says. And he's a really good singer. It's too bad he only had the one hit. Yeah, I like and him. And he, he passed away. When he was only like 40. Oh, he died? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he died. Um, they're happy to work together again. Word spreads around the bar employees that the stranger in the bar is Dalton. And they share stories about his prowess as a fighter and a cooler. Mm. I heard he did now, this. I've I seen he a movie this. called The Cooler with William H. Macy. All... He didn't kick anybody. <laughs> okay, first of all, they keep calling him a cooler. And I... And I've seen the William H. Tracy movie, and I was very confused about why he was called the cooler. Because he doesn't just cool people off, when, like he kicks them. That's the opposite of cooling them. You're yeah, pissing like, them off. He keeps the situation calm. I get. I don't know. Um, and uh, the thing, it's just so weird. That may be what they call the head bouncer. I don't know. I'm not in the bouncer community. Maybe some of our bouncer friends out there will let us know. Well, the night takes a turn to get even worse when a dude invites another guy to kiss his lady's boobs for $20, $10 each. So, this guy is full-on fondling this girl's titties. Do you know who this guy is? No. He's Chris Lada. He's Starscream. 
That's awesome. <laughs> and Cobra Commander. This does that. seem some. This is something douchey that Cobra Commander yeah. would do. Starts and he's like, okay, him and this chick are so into this booby fondling. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, very weird. what movie am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strange. And the dude's like, well, Why are you going to kiss him? And he says, I can't. I don't have $20. And then an all-out yeah. brawl breaks out. And nobody has any idea why they're fighting, generally. It's, but everybody, uh, everybody gets involved. You ever a bar fight? Everybody just smashes everybody I'll tell you what, the waitresses are way too into this. <coughs> and in every scene where there's a fight, the one waitress that... Um, you know, brings him breakfast that one day. Mm-hmm. What's her? Carrie. Carrie. Yeah, she's really interested in his, um... No. Dick. Yes, but she's <laughs> so... Every time there's a fight, she's so egging it yeah. on in the background mm-hmm. of every single... And it's like, what in the fuck? These people, they, they seem to love it. They revel in it. I would not want to work <laughs> at a place where there was this many bar fights. Although that one waitress at Blonde has a knife. <laughs> <laughs> And she threw the beer bottle at some dude. Practically fucking killed him. So Frank has noticed that Dalton's there and gestures for him to come up to the office. When he comes back down, the bar seems to be closed. And they're cleaning up themselves and the bar. The people who work there. Mm -hmm. Um, The head bouncer asks Dalton if he's going to help them out. But is like, you don't look like much. And Dalton's like, well, we'll see. Opinions vary. (laughs) The next day, Dalton goes and buys a shitty car and fills the trunk with extra tires. Not his first roadhouse. Uh, he goes and rents a loft with no TV, no phone, no air conditioning. From Emmett. That's above a barn. For Just call me, sir, is like putting an elevator in an outhouse. Just doesn't go. <laughs> My name's Emmett. And he charges him $100 a month. Think he can afford that much? Yeah, I could probably swing it. He's making 500 bucks a night. Poor, he's taking advantage of poor fucking Emmett well, over Emmett's here. Emmett's like, nobody wants to live here because there's no air conditioning. It smells like horses. There's no TV and there's no phone. And there's no privacy. And he says, I have yeah, to we'll get to that. So the Presbyterians will give him shit. So they, you know, you got to be. I don't think there's a shower or a bath either because they don't, doesn't he bring him a bath later in the movie? Uh, that tub? Know. I didn't know. I didn't think that that was for him. Oh, okay. I thought that was, there's for, a lake. was for the horses. Okay. <laughs> there's a lake. <laughs> a lake. I figured there was a shower. Oh, I don't know. It just they like, don't show it. It just looked like a, a like a. I mean, they room. didn't show any showers. He has a kitchenette area, sure so he's got water. Like had one. <laughs> I mean, I'm not to make that. Maybe he bathes in a basin. Maybe he. Makes Maybe they just hose him down in the barn with the horses. While Dalton meets with Emmett, we're introduced to his neighbor across the water, Brad Wesley, a super rich dude who likes to have his helicopter fly over Emmett's land because it spooks the horses. They're bringing J.C. Penny here because of me. <laughs> Which, in 2023, it makes you sound kind of weird, but back then, mm. <laughs> it's like, whoa, J.C. Penny's. He brought 7-Eleven. Oh. When he goes back to the Double Deuce, Frank shows everyone that works there his plans for upgrades and introduces Dalton, telling the staff that Dalton's in charge. He immediately fires the head bouncer, and this is where I wrote, Terry Funk. <laughs> it was in my notes. <laughs> because he doesn't have the right temperament for the job. And the dude is like, you're a dead man. He should try pro wrestling. That'd be good for him. <laughs> he also fires the, wait- fires the waitress that was dealing drugs. And he you may tells- find it interesting that Tori... Dory and Terry Funk were the first brothers to win the NWA heavyweight title. 
Is that right? That's right. I would not find that interesting. DJ. He's like, he's like, I knew that. (laughs) I I know you knew that. I also knew that. (laughs) So if I'm living. I knew that because I looked at this dude's IMDb and it was one of the things that was in there. Uh Because it's interesting. But like all of his acting credits are wrestling, so I didn't. (laughs) Uh, He was in Tango and K. But I will say Uh, this. No, um, over the top. I saw the picture on his IMDb. And then Tony was like, the head bouncer is Terry Funk. And I was like, that's who he is. <laughs> because the pictures of him on IMDb do not look like no. this character. <laughs> he's, he's been ridden hard and been right way. for a long time. <laughs> the guy wrestled into like his 60s or yeah. something. Yeah. And it wasn't like easy wrestling. He was wrestling really hard. Yeah. How he moves is amazing. <laughs> he should be dead. He probably needs an ice pack. <laughs> Are you going to give it to him? No. Nah. Oh. Just, just say, Elliot. <laughs> So Dalton's like, there's three rules you have to follow. Never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Take it outside. Don't start things in the bar. And be nice. Doesn't matter what someone says or does. Be as nice as you can as you escort them out. This is a job. Don't take anything personally. What if someone calls me a cocksucker? I do at my job. Someone calls you a cocksucker at work? No, but I have I'll students say, wow. with behavioral you teach challenges. Elementary school? <laughs> I have students that They're scream rough. that they hate me and call me a bitch and whatever. I mean, you don't take it personally. What if someone calls my mom they a whore? They have special needs. You grab them by their leg and you drag them out front and then you I kick them in the face. To, I also have to be nice at work. And you don't take it personally. Me too. Everyone to does. everyone. Really? I have to be purposely friendly hey, to every person. All right, let's not sit around and compare who's got it worse at, at work. I'm just saying. all being things at work because Tony wins. <laughs> People do want their wine. It's comical. Okay. Tony's probably the only one that doesn't necessarily have to be nice. I mean, I got to be nice to people in the that work at the stores, but I don't. I mean, I don't have to talk to customers. I usually don't. Unless, so, they're, unless they're nice. He says, "Be nice until it's time to not be nice." They're like, "How will I know? How will we know when it's time to not be nice?" He's like, "You won't. I'll tell you." And they're like, "But we can't take these guys on." And he's like, "Um." That's what I'm here for. I will help you. <laughs> I'm going to teach you guys to work together. But first, we're going to try being nice. <laughs> um, that I think night, that's the most famous line in this movie, be nice till it's time not to be nice. I'm just a little worried about, a, was there 10 bouncers? And they're like, we can't, we can't handle this bar. Like, there really? is, There's 10 of you. <laughs> there is a lot of bouncers. A lot of bouncers. <laughs> it seemed... Too many bouncers. So you didn't you didn't touch on they were gonna remake this back in twenty thirteen, I think it was, uh-huh. with Ronda Rousey as as Dalton. But then she got her face kicked off and they were like, Never mind. Mm. Well that's because she cried about it like a bitch. Yeah, because she was a terrible human being. It was like, I'm gonna kill myself because I lost a fight. They're like, Well, okay, so that movie's canceled. Mm. And she got mad because they canceled her movie. Yeah, because She's you, a crybaby. Because you're a crybaby. Yeah. You were but a professional fighter. So now they're redoing it with Jake Gyllenhaal, which I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> watch it, man. Who cares? Watch that. I mean, I no, like Jake Gyllenhaal. He does weird things for roles. He might pull that but off. Who's going to be Wade Barrett, though? You get to pick. Know. You get to pick. But Conor McGregor's in it. He's got like a cameo uh, in it. Then but, I'll, I'll skip that part. But Wade Garrett, who's who's who you want to be Wade Garrett if, if Jalen Hall is I would really like it to be Swayze, but he's dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that would have been awesome. I mean Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott's is technically <laughs> still alive. <laughs> he's technically alive. I mean, he's, when they I mean, say he's, he's older getting man. old, yeah. they're not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since the first movie. Well, you know what who I'd like to see? Schwarzenegger. 
That'd be interesting. Because you can see that he looks like he's old. He used to be a... But he's, you know, he's still got that frame to him. Like, you can see Hmm. that he was definitely something. Yeah, but who's in there, like... Kurt Russell? No, but those are all guys that are in, like, their 60s and 70s. Who is an actor in his 40s? Jake Gyllenhaal, might be. Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) Um, Ryan Reynolds. These are actors in their 40s. Yeah, the timing. But that's what I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, 40 like, years old in 1989 with Sam Elliott. 40 now is fucking like Ryan if Reynolds. Sam, if Sam <laughs> what the Elliott, fuck happened? If Sam Elliott is too old, so is Schwarzenegger. So, you no, Jason Statham. Handsome Rob. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll allow it. Who's also in his 50s, by the way. I know, but he's not 72. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it now, actors that were in like their 30s, like Swayze and Schwarzenegger, these guys... Well, now our actors of that kind of caliber are like Hugh Grant, Hugh Jackman. I was going to say Hugh Grant, but that's not one. But like Hugh Jackman, <laughs> Hugh Jackman, 50, Grant, who's just roaring to the gills. Yeah. But uh, like Chris know. Pratt is in his forties. I know. Who's an old cowboy? There are no. There aren't any. They stopped making cowboy movies in the early nineties. No, but there's still cowboy dudes. There's really, still name cowboy one. out. There's still guys that can be cowboy dudes. Name one. I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, Timothy Oliphant. Oh, he'd be a good one. I have to, because I have to, I have to see him as an ass kicker. But usually, he's just kind of a snide. Yeah, but he'd out. need to be. He's yeah, a, no, he's but guy. I think Timothy Oliphant spends the money with Jake Gyllenhaal. I'd watch yeah. the fuck out of that. I'd watch that. That would be fun. Who's Brad be, Wesley? That'd be Conor McGregor. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they that. could use any old dude. He could throw off douchebag. I thought, Con- I thought Conor McGregor would be Jimmy, though. No. He'd be a good Jimmy. Would you think he'd be a Jimmy? Yeah. Jimmy's a prick. Who would be a good Jimmy? Conor I think Conor McGregor would be a good Jimmy. Who's that guy that played um, Johnny Ringo? Johnny Ringo. Uh, Michael Bean? Michael Bean is way oh, too old. that's Michael Bean. Yeah, he's a little Michael Bean old. is way too old. <laughs> He'll he probably like, pull he it looked, off, though. He looked, you dye his hair and that motherfucker could pull it off. <laughs> Actually, Michael Bean might be a good Brad. <laughs> Michael Bean needs more work. He's so good. I know. Every, name me a bad Michael Bean movie and I'll call you a liar. Baby okay. Seals. Liar! <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know who an inspired Jimmy would be? John Cena. That's a big dude for Jake Gyllenhaal to beat up, though. <laughs> 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 if he can tear his throat out, I'd be like, uh... So then he, so what, what Jake Gyllenhaal grabbed John Cena. Then what happened? Well, what, did he get well, on the ladder first? <laughs> that's well, a big dude. It wasn't good for Jake. <laughs> but it would be fun to see John Cena play. He was trying to grab dude. John Cena, but he couldn't see him, he so it was weird. He should be it would be just be fun. John Cena is so. There's too many dudes out there like Cena and the. Well, I don't got a problem with Cena, but there's people like Cena and The Rock and stuff that. Fake tough like, guys. I'm not gonna play bad guys. Like, dude, you're so much cooler as a bad guy. Play a fucking bad guy. It's... I would totally watch a Rock movie where he's the bad guy. Rock's I'm a so... bad guy in real life. It doesn't matter. I know. I'm just so tired of this fucking same. Every old movie Rock he's the bad guy. Squeaky clean bullshit. It's like, dude, play a couple of really bad villains. It'd be cool. They don't want to hurt their brand. You know what? I know. It's you know who didn't give a shit about their brand? Michael Bean. <laughs> That's true. You know who would be really good in uh, the Brad uh, Wesley role? Wesley. Okay. So that movie Walking Tall that The Rock did, mm-hmm. the guy that owned the casino, that guy. He's mm-hmm. such a great evil dude. I'll look him up. All right. I'll well, tell you what it is. Well, you do that. We'll talk about He's that night. Much stuff, but nothing memorable. It seems like it's going well. A couple of the bouncers and bartenders are really trying to follow the rules and look at Dalton for to, to take the lead. And but a couple of them are just like, I don't fucking care about the rules. I'm gonna do what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> One guy brings in underage girls. Yeah. This guy. 
Neil McDonoghue. Oh, okay. But Dalton is paying attention, and he sees the underage. Like, he sees that the dude isn't checking so the I'm going to go with... Sees... Now, go with me on this, because in 1989, the drinking age is 21. I'm going to say these girls were 19. Yeah, they didn't look like they were under 18. They're 19 years old, so it's okay. That's all you need to know. It's okay for them to go into the bar? Yes. No, it's okay for him to rail them in the in the oh, well, I mean, it's, it's not okay, but... It's better okay than if they're fucking 16. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but Dalton is paying attention. He sees the stuff, but he doesn't do anything about it right now. Yeah. He's just kind of letting it play out so he can see who's going to listen to him and who's not going to listen to him. And he'll take care of it when there's not a bunch of people at the bar. Is that the guy from Last Boy Scout, now that I think about it? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. A drunk lady uh, gets up. Bar owner? To dance no, on the, a table. Oh, you're my Saturday night. Is he the asshole from Last Boy Scout? I'll look it up. What about... And Dalton... Saturday night thing. What about... What's his name? Joe Manganello or whatever? Joe Manganiello. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he could be way... He could be good. Yeah. How about we stop casting this movie? They're not uh, asking they, Yeah, they don't care That's what you think. Or no. also, Sebastian Stan. That might work. So, Dalton alerts or Frank the bouncer Grillo. to get the lady down. The men by her do not want her to stop. And yeah. one punches the bouncer and pulls a knife. Dalton comes over and grabs the dude's wrist. He smashes his head into the table and then has him escorted out. Breaks the table in half. Yes. All right, this is weird. But look, I looked up the new um, Roadhouse, uh-huh. and it's got a bunch of women cast. Yeah, are you still looking at the Ronda Rousey Roadhouse? No, because the top, top is Jake Gyllenhaal, then there's Daniela Mezzulip, uh-huh. then Jessica Williams, there's Hannah Love Leaner. Like, all right, this is still... a Movie about, about bouncers, right? Well, no, it's a movie I, I about know you want to be forward, but it's a well, movie about boobs. Well, there were a boobs. lot of boobs in this movie. Any woman's going to have a hard time pulling old Dalton out of a bar. Mm-hmm. Travis Van Winkle. I wonder if he's related to Vanilla Ice. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> everyone talks about how this dude quietly ended, not quietly, but without causing a full scale brawl, got these dudes out and got the lady down off the table. And they're mm-hmm. like, wow. This is weird. This movie's gonna um, suck. Later, and Cody tells everybody in the bar that the name is Dalton. Later, one of the bouncers is in the back having sex with one of the underage 19-year-old girls. Dalton walks in and fires She's 19. And, uh, and he's like, I was on my break. And Dalton says, stay on it. See, now, if he was legitimately on his break, what did he really do wrong? He's fucking in the bar. <laughs> It's a little gross. <laughs> this is an employee like area to get supplies and shit, and you're just back there screwing. How about you don't fuck on my kegs? And apparently, this is a normal thing because he's like, "You're going to be my regular Saturday night." Like, this is what he does on his break. Ew. I mean, he's just don't a go back there right now. He's on his break. <laughs> All right, fine. You know what? You're not allowed to work in my bar, Tony. If you're not, not against fucking in the supply room. I will be okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what I would be doing at your bar anyway. I hope it's not bouncing. <laughs> well, I do a lot more bouncing nowadays. Dude, it is Roadhouse. He is the guy from Roadhouse and uh, Last Boy Scout and... Shit, where's it at now? Fuck. He's from Virginia. He's from, like, Hampton. Mm. Good for him. So that's okay. kind of cool. When Dalton goes to leave, his tires have been slashed, the windshield is busted, and his antenna is broken. So he changes all his tires Newport and goes home. Virginia. Once he gets home, he sees that there's a pool party happening across the water at Brad Wesley's place. Okay. Some of the ladies from the bar are at the party. We have to talk about this. <laughs> uh, so he is reading a book. Cool. 
hears a commotion, looks out the window. All right, so he turns out the light next to him so he can see out the window better. And they won't see him. But then he moves to a different window that's very well lit. <laughs> they can see you. Yeah. What? They're not trying to hide that. What was the point <laughs> of turning out that light if you're just going to go stand by a window that's next light. to a light? Conserve <laughs> energy for Emmett. I don't understand yeah, the direction dumb. here. I mean, my... This scene also, is weird. Also, he's like smirking. Like, I'm sorry, there's nothing about... No other thing that we learned about this character makes me think that he would find that funny. Mm, that's true. It's a bunch of ladies getting thrown in the pool with their shoes on and their bikini bottoms, but no tops. Hello. <laughs> Take the, the shoes off! It was the 80s! <laughs> Can you explain the 80s to her? Boobies. Women's yeah, why, why my heels? Why my heels? Boobies. That can't be good for your pool liner. Yabos. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's what they're concerned with. It had to have been some. JC Penny's mm. coming here because of him. That's <laughs> still my favorite one. Alright, in the morning, Carrie, one of the waitresses from the bar, brings Dalton breakfast. She brings him a donut and coffee, and he looks at the donut like it's toxic waste. Yes, Look, he does. fucker. Because well, Dalton <laughs> is an asshole. But we'll no, get to that. But he gets up, he hears her. He ignores it. And goes back to bed. As she's not going down, away. She won't find him. <laughs> she's not going away. She's already hunted you down, dude. She's looking to get the old, um... Then he gets out what of bed. What do the girls call it nowadays? And he sleeps naked, so she sees his butt. And she's like, ooh. And Elaine was like, Sam Elliott's hotter. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I to see his tushy. Tushy? <laughs> it's a tushy. But he does. There's he no drinks taint, the coffee, but he, taint. he like won't take the food. And uh, she, she's like, I heard you fired the bartender, and um, that was a mistake. Yeah, and nobody tells him why though. Why don't you just say it's so and so's nephew? It's so and so's nephew. They do mention it to him later. Yes, later. I totally forgot to even mention that he fired the bartender. He was skimming. But she comes over here to tell him, you might end up dead, but doesn't tell him why. What the fuck is the whole point of this? She's like, I can't, you just shouldn't have done that. That's really all she'll say. And she keeps giggling. Yeah. Because she's seen his bum. So Dalton goes to the auto parts store and is nearly run off the road on the way by Brad Wesley, who just drives. Who's driving a Mustang 5.0 convertible. With his drive top down so his hair can't flow. Right. Um, but that's not a really expensive car. They should have put him in like a Bentley or something. Dalton or, has a Mercedes. Right. Like he's driving. It's a nice, don't get, I'm not a snob. Don't get me wrong. It's a really nice car. But someone who's got a house like that would not be driving around a goddamn Mustang like that. And later we see some of his goons driving it. It's, it's just not like even like a cool cars. Mustang. Like if it was yes. a Shelby, that'd it was be one the, thing. It was that late 80s But Mustang. I was like. It's a Fox Body Mustang. Yeah. There's a lot of dirt roads. You're not really going to drive cool. a nicer car on dirt yeah. roads. People thought true. it was cool back then. It was a cool car. Like I said, don't get me wrong. I'm not a snob. It's a good car. But for a guy who's supposed to be Brad Wesley, he would have a he much would, better He would car. have an old car. I don't know. That might be a really cool car in Kansas. <laughs> it's a really cool but, car everywhere, but not for this fucking guy. It's does, fine for this guy. Like I was Cadillac like, he's driving something, something on it. Swerving. There's nothing cool, significant about this boss hog. I know, but... <laughs> and he doesn't pay attention at all to the fact that another car's coming. He's like, they need to go around me. I own this town. Yeah. I'll drive however I want. And I was like, geez, like if they had had a collision, 
You'd be dead. And the movie would be she over because that's Dalton. <laughs> Dalton and Wesley because are both gone. They both died in car accident in the beginning. was driving a boat. Didn't see that coming. Like, yeah. I used to drive cars like that's that. A, that's what we affectionately called a land yacht. My brother yes. still drives a car like that. Dalton would have been do. fine in his car. Not from a land yacht. <laughs> it's pretty fucking big. My, my brother's keeping a, like, a 1970-something Mercury alive. <laughs> it's fucking huge. You drive a big car, but it's not too big. I had a Park mm-hmm. Avenue. Be compared to my car, it's big. That was... That's not really It was like a big... <laughs> Room in that thing. Like it had the four seats, yeah. <laughs> and the sunroof was like. <laughs> I think I think the trunk this of my brother's car like, is, like, is longer than mine. Yeah. I'm like, look, dude, there's no point, way that we your were like, compact. how many people can we fit in the trunk? And like half my cheerleading squad fit in there giant ass because it was huge. That can't fit in a parking space, and then they have like half the truck parked out of the. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. It's and then fine they drive as long really, as you park in that back of the parking lot. But don't park don't. up front. And you drive like a normal speed over speed bumps. They're like, slow down. And they go, bump, bump, bump. Get your fucking truck out of my way. When people drive trucks like that, I park as close as I can to their driver's side door. Good. <laughs> people drive trucks like that, I'm like, ah, you're the construction worker or you have a small dick. Because I have a little car, so I can get really fucking close. It's bigger than your last car. <laughs> <laughs> she went from, her new car is a Mini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and her other car was smaller. Mm-hmm. So at the auto parts store, he meets Red. It's Red's auto parts. Uh, who recommends he buy a new car rather than pay to fix the one he has. He said the windshield's working more than the car. <laughs> yeah. Just junk it. He's and like, she's sentimental. You've had it a week. He's like, no, I, I need it a runs, new car, so. basically. Um, so he's like, are you the guy from the Double Deuce? He's like, do you want to have a standing order or do you want to pay as you go? He's like, I'll pay as I go. As Dalton is finishing it's not his up. money. He don't pay to be there that long. Yeah. Well, Red. no, he never says you're going to pay for my car repairs, which he should have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. He said hospital bills. But he did get that five grand up front. Yeah. Which he's going to spend on car repairs. Mm-hmm. It's probably his car budget. Yeah. He, and that he only paid like 100 bucks for that car. Maybe 200 bucks. Uh, <laughs> I'll pay more like a grand, probably. Who knows? I mean, I those know. In 89? Those headlights worked. <laughs> <laughs> they were cherry. She's a runner. Oh, man. She was a runner. So, <laughs> as he's finishing up, Brad and Jimmy walk in, and Red does not look happy to see them. Brad introduces himself, Brad Wesley, and Dalton to Dalton and says he hopes the double deuce gets cleaned up. He's like, I hear you're trying to clean the place up. I hope you do. If you need any help, let me know. Dalton's like, okay. <laughs> and he leaves. Emmett finds Dalton's Mercedes in the barn and is like, what? And then then he goes outside and sees Dalton doing Tai Chi in the grass. (laughs) All of this was unnecessary. (laughs) It's not like it changes anything. He doesn't doesn't, even talk to him about it. He doesn't ask him about it. He doesn't... (laughs) It doesn't come out later that he's, like, super uber rich and, you know, like, has a trust fund or stuff. Like, it... Like... The fact that his car is a Mercedes and he keeps it under a tarp, I He's mean, the, the only point of that is to show that he doesn't give a fuck about this other car because that's not really, it's, it's just his, it's his bouncing beater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next day, Dalton is called up to Frank's office because the bartender is back with a couple of goons. Dalton is told that Frank has changed his mind about the bartender and that that's all he needs to know. And Dalton's like, no, I'm going to need more than that. And they're like, here's the deal. The liquor that is in this bar is supplied by Brad Wesley. This dude, the bartender, is Brad Wesley's nephew. He works for Brad Wesley, and Brad Wesley put him here. He supplies the liquor. We employ his nephew. 
He says, I'm not out. You're out, Dalton. And then he pulls <laughs> a knife. And immediately and starts he, swinging no, it around. It's, it's not a knife. It's a goddamn knife. That it's a is saber. a knife. <laughs> I said even Crocodile Dundee would have thought that was a knife. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a survival knife. He pulls it's a big fucking, fucking a Rambo knife. It's a Bowie knife. <laughs> and Dalton doesn't even move. He's just dodging a knife. And then he pulls his hand up. So they Fuck end up fighting. Uh-huh. And uh, everybody, like, even one of the dudes, Tinker, punches Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Well, Frank starts to run out of the room and Tinker punches him. I was like, what did he do? <laughs> Just trying to run away because he doesn't want so to get involved in this fight. So the does what any responsible man would do. He kicks him through a window. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For someone who said, take your fights outside if you can. He was trying. He so far has broken a table and put a dude through a window. All right, well, where's he outside? Through the window? I'm just saying. Through the table? Is he going the right direction? He through the window, through the wall, till the sweat drips off his balls. It's all great. It takes him a minute. There's four of them. I also want to He's talk got about, it, Miho. Calm down. I would like to take a moment to talk about Tinker. Polar bear fell on me. <laughs> we'll get to that because um, I have to tell you something when it happens. That's when the town's okay with murder. <laughs> we'll also Very get to okay. that. Um, I, but I, this um, is but back when eloquent. if you were a big fat dude, you were a tough guy. Because this dude is a big dude and one of the bouncers is a big dude. But not big muscly. And... It's funny when you well, that's watch. That's true now too. Big guys, yeah, like big, guys big are, fat guys, are hard to strong. Move. Yes, but and they have very strong. It's legs. funny because when you look at the tough guys in this movie, we have like Swayze oh. and his pleated pants, and we've got like <laughs> Tinker and and Jimmy. Nowadays, and if don't they, forget, but if they it. were making this mm-hmm. movie now, all of these people would be roided out to the gills. Don't mm-hmm. pants. Not a single one of them would be an overweight strong man. What about pleats? Or a skinny dude who does Tai Chi. It's really <laughs> interesting. Some well, of them might have pleats, though, because those have come back. <laughs> She's not a baby. But I just, like, I just think it's really interesting. Like You used to be able to have different body types of people in movies. And everybody complains about... I mean, look, like, at, look un- at Ghostbusters. <laughs> There's but, some lookers in that movie. <laughs> but you used to be... Have, you used to have, sure there was a lot of boobs, but you used to have different body types of people and even women in movies. Like they used to have heavier set ladies that were a, attractive and love interests and it wasn't always just a blonde person. And people talk about how like society is standards, but we didn't really. Mm-hmm. We were okay with everybody. And now it's just Hollywood makes you look a certain way. It's a real interesting because thing Hollywood when you think about it. Hollywood's a cesspool and a shithole and oh, God yeah. understands that. That's why California is falling off, off the map. I know. Right. And they have an earthquake and a, and a fucking tornado. And a hurricane. They had a hurricane. That's a bad goddamn day. When's yeah, the last time they had a hurricane? They actually clean the streets. They had a hurricane. I think they said it was the first time a hurricane warning had ever been issued for Southern California. They had a hurricane <laughs> and an earthquake in the same goddamn day. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, wow. That's a clue. <laughs> so anyway, during this fight... Uh, Dalton does get sliced with a knife. Not by the bartender, because he went through No, the it was Tinker. No. <laughs> Fucking Tinker got him. And, uh, but they, between him and the other bouncers, they are able to get these dudes out of the bar. <laughs> they throw them out. Um, so Dalton goes to the hospital to get his side stapled up by Dr. Clay. 
She talks to him, Dr. Elizabeth Clay. She talks to him about how he became a bouncer and how he has a degree in philosophy and has had 31 broken bones because he brings a copy of his medical records with him. Saves time. Saves time. Keeps it up to date, (laughs) which I thought was funny. And he's clearly interested in her. She should not be interested. (laughs) Yeah, she would not be interested in this guy at all. She unless said. unless the town is just that small and Can we talk about it's, the fact it's him that or Tinker. <laughs> she's a hip lady, a hip hip lady. I mean, she's a very <laughs> like you can like whoever what? you like, but still she would not be interested in this dude after reading his medical chart <laughs> and stitching him up. It's like you have a degree why does his medical record say he has a degree from NYU? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I see you have a degree in philosophy. I was like, do you see that? But then again, his medical file. It's very complete. His medical file is as thick as like a Sears catalog, and 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 Dalton seems like a kind of douche. He might actually have his like college degree in there. He's got a fucking transcript. She's like yeah. in a particular discipline. Oh wow, you're a green belt in taekwondo too. It's like it's got everything in there, you know. And he got a star. They got him. I mean, a painting that got two gold stars. From yeah, exactly. She's like, have you ever won a fight? And he says, no one wins a fight. <laughs> and then he asked her to stop by the bar sometime so he could buy her a cup of coffee. What? This bar that is a cesspool. <laughs> yeah, come by. Now, this is where I got this, by the way. This, this gash on the Don't side. Okay, you're stapling. Like, shut. Why would she want to go to that? Like, once they clean it up, sure. But currently, why would she want to go to that bar? She wouldn't. Because she wants it's, it's his, his... It's him or Tinker. Company. He's by still, company, I mean... He's still, I mean, we assume by those pleated pants he's packing. He's still Patrick Swayze. <laughs> I mean, and he's still got a hog. I know. She's Kelly. Well, we what's don't know name? what's in there. She's not particularly hot. She's okay. She did beat up I mean, the she's, she's, she's a flotation she device. She is... <laughs> she, she's got a bright future. I'm telling you, I haven't seen this many boobs since Jason X. Tony, Tony everywhere. thought they were all fake, too. Tony had a lot of them. Not all of them, but oh, most actually, of them. Actually, I thought most Implant of them talk. seemed to be... <laughs> uh, what's her names are fake as shit? The main chick? Yeah. I mean, Wesley's I... girl? Yeah, the snowballs. Denise? Whatever. No, what's her fucking name? Dr. Dalton's Clay. Girl, Dr. Clay, yeah. But... Like the strip club. And those are 80s like, Those yeah, are some gross. bad implant. Like, he had a lot of things to say about those. Those have been uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but apparently Dr. Clay has a thing for kind of bad boys because she used to do a, have a thing with Brad. It's Wesley. The, but he's not a bad boy. I he's mean, kind of an evil so, person. Why wouldn't, she, <laughs> why wouldn't it make more sense for him her to have a thing with Jimmy? Brad Wesley's like 70 or something. And he's like an old man. And, and he had a crush on her, but I thought it would be better if it was with Jimmy. But at least what is, Jimmy's around the same like, age. No, a girl like that has no business having brains with an ass like that or something <laughs> like that. She has too many brains to have an ass like that. Thank that's you. That's what he said. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's a line you cannot say today. <laughs> I mean, you can't be Sam Elliott. Also, she I mean, Sam Elliott can get away with it because he's several fox. But whatever. I mean, they're all, all the butts and boobs are generic tits and asses. Yeah. Whatever. It's an 80s movie. Well, remember so, what. um. I forget who said it, but someone said it. The first time you see a pair of boobs, you want to see them all. Collect them all. So mm-hmm. Brad Wesley like confronts the two guys who went with the bartender, and Tinker apologizes, and and oh, Brad Wesley White. is like, I believe you, Tinker. You're good. But the other dude, O'Connor, also apologizes. I'm and he's sorry, like, boss. I don't I'm believe real sorry. you. 
I'm sorry, boss. And I swear he's to God, like, you I'm disgust sorry. me. You're a bleeder. You can't take pain. You're a so bleeder. He's whooping his ass. Yeah. And he's like, get him up. And then he's like, you're you're a coward. Get this coward out of here. But Pet- then he still works for him. He comes back later. It's not like he's gone. <laughs> well, he's finding a lot of employment. Jay Spinney hasn't opened yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be huge. So later, Dalton I goes get a Walmart to Red's <laughs> Auto Parts again. And he comes in as a couple of Brad's goons are leaving. There, and while they were in there, they punctured a bunch of oil containers. Dalton's like, the fuck is this? You get See, robbed? And, and he's like, every week. <laughs> that's just stupid. Because if you're going there to, to like, you know, for the protection money thing, whatever. If you damage all their stuff, well, he can't make a yeah. profit then. Yeah, that's really mm-hmm. dumb. It's like, oh, we want 10%. Well, I don't have anything to sell because you assholes ruined it. They so don't. I'm going to close the store now and you don't get your 10%. That's how economics works, you dumb fuck. Yeah. Um, so Red explains that Brad created the Jasper Improvement Society and all the local business owners are members and he starts by taking 10%. It's all legal though. We cut to a wet G-string contest at a strip club. Lucky And this is where we meet Wade Garrett, the best cooler there is according to Dalton. Dalton has called him to see if he's heard of Brad Wesley. And he's like, nope, but is there something going on? And he's like, nothing different from the usual. It's amazing what you can get used to. So. This is... And Wade's like, tell me about it. This place has a sign over the urinal that says, don't eat the big white mint. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I want you to and know... And I've actually seen that sign in men's rooms before. Nice. John, I need you to know that the chick that plays the doctor was also Carrie Coughlin. In cocktail. Yes, she was. Mm-hmm. I just need you to know that. Who made him kill himself because she was fucking other dudes in front of him. Okay. That'll do it. I'm not seeing it. That'll do it. Um, <laughs> real good. Cocktail's good. That real night, good. Denise uh, tries to hit on yeah, the I haven't seen it recently, but I liked it. When I, saw I watched it. it recently, well, like a year it's ago. It's real good. And it's not real good. It is. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's real good. But we see Denise almost every night in the bar, and she's also been at Brad Wesley's place. Jimmy pulls her out of the bar mm-hmm. and signals to four other of Brad Wesley's goons to go in. Dalton immediately notices them and that one of them has a boot knife. And the bouncer Not a boot knife. His boot is a knife. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, Tony, what do we call that? Is it a boot blade? It's like a razor on the edge. He's, like, <laughs> he's got a, a knife tip. I a, would call a, that a boot bayonet. <laughs> a boot net. Because a boot it's net. not it's always out like a bayonet. Mm. And it's attached to the outside of the boot. It's not one of those cool knives where you like click your heels together and then it comes out, which we've seen in other movies. I think we actually saw that in Tango and Cash, not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> it could just be a fever dream. But this was like a boot bayonet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Boot net. Boot net. The bouncers block the way, and Dalton tells the men that they're closed. A fight breaks out, but it's mostly outside because they didn't actually make it into the bar. Um, Dr. Elizabeth Clay has come to see Dalton and watches the fight. Dr. Elizabeth Clay is dressed up like a hoochie mama. (laughs) (laughs) Now, granted, it was the 80s, and it's it's a perfectly 80s outfit. Mm -hmm. But I feel like she's way too... She's dressed like a picnic table, right? Is that the scene? Where she's wearing the picnic table? I think that one of the times when she comes, she's wearing a dress with it's the, like, like, gingham 
um, no, red and white. It's like flower. It's, it's got flowers on it, but oh, it's one okay. of those off-the-shoulder bodycon dresses that, you know, just covers your important bits. And <laughs> I was like, I feel like she should not be... I feel like she should be wearing a little bit more clothes. Mm-hmm. They make... It's really weird. Like, they, she's clearly a floozy, and that's fine. <laughs> Why they had to make her a doctor and also a floozy... Because she has to be smart enough for but Dalton. Dalton he's is a snob. I know, yeah. but she's <laughs> there's the there's the picnic table she wears. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not this scene. That's later. I, got I like gingham. <laughs> I don't like that outfit. Well, so matches his pleats. Um, <laughs> they go to a diner, so and God, she so asks weird. if he's always better than those he fights. And he says, pretty much, the ones who are looking for trouble aren't really that much trouble for a person who's paying attention. They go back to the double deuce, and his car has been fucked up again. <laughs> this time there's a stop sign through it. Yeah. They kiss, and he changes his tires and goes home. The next day, the two dudes who brought the bartender back to the bar come and escort Dalton because Mr. Wesley wants to talk to him. Is it time for ass chat? I'm not going with these dudes. No. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's a big one. Yeah, I don't care what I don't care what they want. I'll go. I'll go. I'll talk to Brad Wesley if I have to, but I'm not going with these assholes. And you get in the car, they can just fucking shoot you. You can just meet me at the diner or. Yeah. You know. I'll just see you around town. You go to every fucking store every fucking day. To I've get seen you money seven times all already. Bar, or all the businesses. I'll be there at the opening of JCPenney. <laughs> but he goes with him. And uh, he's... Mr. Wesley is basically like, uh, of course I'm getting rich from the people of this town. I believe in fate, and my fate is to be incredibly wealthy, and I take what is mine. I brought and, uh, the Seven Eleven here. Photo mats here because of me. <laughs> JC Penny's coming because of me. All right, the photo mat. See, look, you, you, you see it now. No, yeah. not the photo mat. But the photo mat was a big deal oh, in '89. Was indeed. You can drop your photos off and come back like a week, and your photos were developed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a whole story. It's not just a booth looking <laughs> like a Canon camera. That was police cam. I know that's why I said and, it. We had one of those little photo mat booths where I grew up. It wasn't uh, like like a phone. It was like a little hut. There was no bigger right than this goddamn street, table. Right Look, you know house. why he put a photo mat in? We saw, um, oh, Jesus Christ, San, that San, uh, Sandra Bullock works at the photo mat. Oh. <laughs> and we see that they got the drawer for the nudie pics. Uh-huh. That's why I put the, so <laughs> worked at the photo mat. Yeah. But you make a copy of the nudie pics. Wow. Picks. That's that's fucked up. That's a little creepy. Even if he would, even if anybody would, no. they would never. I mean, like, first ever... of all, let's understand the people who work at the photo mat are like teenagers. Yeah, they're a hundred percent gonna take copies. When of I worked at Rite Aid, I didn't want to see any. You know, people take a lot of pictures at funerals of the body. And I did not know that until but, I did one hour. What I did learn from the movie Parenthood was if you're gonna get nudie pictures. Don't put them in the same name as your mother and go to the same photo mat because that ends but badly. By the time I did it, I mean it was like two thousand, and either you took pictures like that on your phone or you had some sort of Polaroid. You weren't taking nudie pictures and taking them to the one hour because photo. It, because in 19- <laughs> there was no options in nineteen eighty nine. But I did do one hour photo when I worked at Rite Aid. And uh, just the dead body pictures freaked me out. Like, why? Why do you want this? <laughs> this is the last time you're going to see them. Yeah, but that's not how I want to remember them. <laughs> no, but it was the last picture of them. Are we going to frame this picture of the coffin? I, I think it's weird. <laughs> Here's Grandpa. 
dead. <laughs> uh, that's a little weird. You're right. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> you would say it like that. It just sounds. <laughs> he's like. It's kind of weird. Brad Wesley's like you and I are are similar. I heard you killed a man in Memphis. Oh. And they labeled it as self-defense. But I think you and I both know that it wasn't self-defense. That dog won, huh? And uh, and he's like, if I wanted to, if I had a bar I wanted you to clean up, how much would it cost me? And, and Dalton's like, no amount of money. And then he leaves. So. Try to buy him, he said no. This is when suddenly I the double deuce is nice. The premise of this movie. <laughs> how does what this guy does at a bar that Brad Wesley taking over this town. Is Brad Wesley that much of a baby that he can't control the double deuce? How is it bad for Brad Wesley that this bar is doing well? He, he wants to sells do well. them alcohol. He, wants it to he do should well. be supporting Dalton. And he's getting 10%. He takes he it know, personally. Does he know about the girl yet? No. No, no but, but he takes it personally be... about the nephew. You fired my nephew. When he saw him at the hardware store, he didn't know that he had fired the nephew yet. And then when he beat up the nephew and his goons, that's him kind of saying... I'm not the strongest guy in the town now. He says, fuck you, Don Ready, fuck your family. He wants Dalton to go and that the bar owner has to come to him. Because he needs to submit... That Brad is in charge and everybody else has to submit to him. The premise of this movie doesn't make sense from a business standpoint. But Brad's it's not his ego, though. It's, it's Brad's ego. It's Brad, he could have just let Dalton clean up the double douche and just fucking run told, everything except the double douche. He he's still the, getting all the liquor sales now, from the fucking double douche. He's getting 10% and selling yeah. the liquor. He's getting plenty of money. Yeah, there's nothing to say you that was You move your nephew to the photo mat. The photo mat came because he <laughs> went the photo mat. He can manage. Seven Eleven. He could be an assistant manager at the J C Penney's. Now and everybody, and everybody wins, but no. Because we know that he's still getting paid his ten percent protection money. Like yes. there's, but he took it personal yeah. when he beat up his guys, and then he beat up his guys again uh, with the boot bayonet and I guy. Think it, I think it works better if it's Dalton and Jimmy. Jimmy used to date the girl. Jim or wanted to date the girl. Jimmy and Dalton have problems, and then Wesley has to notice Dalton because Jimmy's getting fucked around with this guy. Then Jimmy's killed, and he's like, "All right, motherfucker, that that was my boy, like here, he was my big was guy, my, and you killed him. So now we got problems." That was my primo. You can beat up, you can beat up Tinker and fucking Tall Dude all you want. They're dumbasses, but Jimmy was my grade A, like kick everybody's fucking ass guy, and you wrecked them. You know, it doesn't. It's like he's saying it doesn't. He, he, he was doing fine no matter how this worked out until he finds out about what's her name. But she does she wasn't returning him anyway, his, his crush anyway. Yeah, but as a, from a business standpoint, Brad Wesley seems like he'd be a smarter guy than this. This is a fool's move. Yeah. You're just asking also, for trouble. Also, from a business standpoint, no one wins. if you're Dalton and uh, the bartender, and Frank is like, we're taking this bartender back because we have to. And I say, well... We said it was my way or the highway. Well, I'm out. You gave Dal- me ten grand. I'm leaving. But Dalton <laughs> is also an asshole and also has a giant ego because you can see how he talks to everybody yeah. in this fucking Have movie. Have you ever lost a fight? He tra- talks nope. to everybody like an ass, like shit in this movie. He treats everyone in this movie like shit except for Sam Elliott and Blondie. Because he wants to bone one of them and the other one's a silver fox. Yeah, but everyone else he talks to like shit. That chick Sorry. that brought him breakfast, he was like, you know, what the fuck are you doing here? And he's yeah. like shitty to her. I was like, dude. 
okay, you don't want to bang bangs here, but she brought you fucking <laughs> breakfast. You know, she at least be nice to her. Coffee. That's still nice. I would appreciate and, it. Yeah. So, if someone brought me donut and a coffee, I'd appreciate it. And vague death threats. And really. I don't yeah. mean a four-day-old donut now. <laughs> fresh donut and some coffee. Why are you winking at me? <laughs> I think he's trying to convince you to bring him a donut and a coffee. You don't even like donuts that much. You're, I you're love donuts. donuts. And on my birthday, I got up before you. I didn't get breakfast in bed. I, she I said, do you want him. me to make you breakfast? I was already up. I've asked him like 17 times if he wanted, what he wanted me to do for his birthday. you want me to make breakfast? Do you want me to make you special times. foods? And he kept telling me, just pretend my birthday isn't his day. Just pretend it's not there. I don't want anything. I don't want anything special. Please don't celebrate my birthday. Please don't do anything. I don't want any special. I don't fair. want any presents. You got to let people take care of you on your birthday. <laughs> I don't really like my birthday. Coming. I know, but it's not all about you. <laughs> it's about her it's showing birthday. you that she loves you on your she birthday. She can show me on Tuesday with donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't do anything. So I was like, oh. Okay, fine. <laughs> I don't need people to do things for my birthday. People, people were stopping me today, like, "Hey, man, your birthday was this weekend, right? Happy birthday!" I'm like, "Why do you even know that? <laughs> like, I'm not friends with you. Why do you know when my birthday is? Because it's not Facebook. Like my my buddy it's Ryan was like, clear. "Hey, your birthday was Sunday. Happy birthday! Thanks, man." Some other fucking assholes like, "Hey, your birthday was this weekend. Very condescendingly like." I'm like. I'm sorry to be disturbing you out of your day, but yeah, my birthday. She's like, oh, happy birthday, but fuck off, walk away. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> fuck off and you walk away. You could be less friendly. You know what? There were people I worked with that didn't even know I was going, I was on vacation. One of them said, away. I haven't seen you in a while. And I says, oh, I was on vacation. They're like, oh, I didn't realize. And I was like, yeah, because I didn't talk about it. Because I don't talk about those things. <laughs> I know I'm supposed... This is the thing that pisses me off the most. Look, I'm supposed to talk to my associates and learn about their personal lives so I can show I care. It's called I leadership. don't want to. It's called leadership. It's work. It's work. I care about you friend. at work. I talk to you at work. I appreciate everything you do. I say thank you. I tell you what a great do job you you're doing. Do you remember Ocean's Eleven? I don't 11? need to know shit about you on your off time. Do you remember I don't. Ocean's Eleven? I don't want you to know hey, shit about Tommy, me. Hey, Tommy, how's the baby? We're not friends. Quality boss knows about you and your family. We're <laughs> not friends. Jessica got in trouble when Bare she worked minimum. at Geico because she didn't decorate her office and make it homey. <laughs> I was, her boss talked to her about that. Like, I don't you need want to, to be put living some here. personal effects in your office. I was the first person to put personal effects on my desk. It's standoffish if you don't have anything personal in your effect. office. What personal effects you got on your desk? Like, I have a picture of me and you at Carly or at Aaron's wedding. And Sam Elliott. And I have a picture of Scott me Bacula. and Improperly and used post-its. And uh, Mel <laughs> in our... Um, Mel. Yeah, I have a picture of me and Becky and Mel in our rash guards, which I need to change out probably. Because you don't, you're not friends with them. I have, I have a Care Bear. I had two Care Bears, but now I have a Care Bear. You should get a picture of the dogs. Oh, okay. puppy dogs. Well, I don't. We don't have a photo mat though, so it's because <laughs> I don't have a color printer. Yeah, you can upload it and. I think like Walgreens or something. Yeah. You can, pick you can literally go online to Walgreens.com, send them a picture, and go pick it up in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but not so. at the Walgreens next to my work because they were out of photo paper and Stephanie sent them photos of the employees of the month and went to pick it up and they're like, oh, we don't have photo paper. And she's like, but then I ordered photos. <laughs> and I paid photo you, mat. <laughs> but I paid you money. That's the thing. You it's like going to a restaurant. Like, you don't have any really food. If so. you couldn't fulfill the order. How about so you had to go to a different Walgreens. How about you give my money back? Like, no, you got to go to another store. 
How about you give him money back? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, so this is when okay, what's we going see on with Brad Wesley? that the double deuce has been upgraded. Yeah. Mm. There's and a line out the door. People can't and wait. And this is still, you know, Frogs Balls, Arkansas, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jasper. Population of seven. <laughs> Jasper, Kansas or whatever. It's in Kansas. Updates have been made. The band isn't behind a cage anymore. They haven't been for a while, by the way. <laughs> the well, bouncers says right the and that bartenders now. are in uniform. So the waitresses are, too. I just didn't realize because they're not the same uniform. The waitresses are the wearing the wearing same thing. The guys are wearing polos and, yeah. They're just not wearing the same thing as everybody else. Everything is going exactly as Frank hoped Except now they can't supply alcohol because Brad Wesley isn't their supplier anymore because they wouldn't take back the nephew. And nobody else is willing to deliver to them. Yes. They don't want to cross Wesley. And this is Keith David is the bartender. This is bullshit. The whiskey's running low. Because I guarantee you somebody else would sell them alcohol. They'll give a flying fuck about that. That's kind of what Dalton said. He's like, I'll take care of it. And he asked for the phone. Well, you know what? I'm not sure if that's true because um, Brad does set people's businesses on fire. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Anheuser Busch can give a flying fuck about Brad Wesley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how far out would they have to go to find someone to supply them liquor? None of the local places will supply to them anymore, so it's getting to be a pain in the butt. I'll fuck them in a year. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, fuck later, Dalton goes outside and. Elizabeth Clay is waiting. Some of Brad's goons are in the parking lot in the monster truck. (laughs) Who the fuck drives around in a monster truck? It's very inconsistent. Jimmy, like one mile to the ground. No, it was the fucking monster truck, Bigfoot. It's Jimmy's monster truck. It's not Jimmy that's driving it most of the time. It's a different dude. It's that other dude. It's the um he looks like Ocean Master. He's like the clean cut. (laughs) One of them all. Oh, the one in the suit. Yeah, I can't remember his name. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Bigfoot. <laughs> I don't care. It's rad. Could you imagine getting stuck in a light behind Bigfoot? Like, I hope he doesn't fucking run me over. So and they when they first the pulled up, though, I thought Brad was going to get out of it. <laughs> I was like, thinking, he's not getting out of that thing. He'd have to climb and take five minutes. <laughs> he's over here, shaboom, shaboom. And it's not the yeah, nephew either. Like, I could see no. the nephew having Bigfoot as well. But no, it's not either of them, which was kind of funny. And I don't I remember the dude's name, but it's not Jimmy. Is it it's, younger? It might be. It's the one that wears a suit, right? Yeah. It's it's the one who later says that that blonde like, could suck was... start a Harley. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's like the smart ass and. Anyways, anyways, um, Dalton takes her to his place and she loves it. Smell of horses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's quiet and the horses let him know if anybody comes around. Dalton turns on some music and they talk a little. This no, is first when... she stares out the window at Brad's house <laughs> for way longer than necessary. And we learned that she is Red's niece, and Red raised her after her parents died. And she was married once, but it didn't work out. He was the wrong guy. And I'm like, was it Brad? Yes, the whole time. Was it Brad? Why did we? Why did we bring this up if it wasn't Brad? Because we why, know why? that she and Brad used to have a thing, and he went crazy I when she about left. That. Now, I, I was thought maybe it was, it was Brad. Brad. But then they especially, never say that. <laughs> I thought it was Brad. Especially when the very next unless, day, unless... the blind guy says that Brad went crazy when she left town. Now, I thought she left town because they got divorced. Or, but it never comes back. Or maybe Brad killed her husband. And then she left. And then Brad made her come back somehow. Mm-hmm. Could have been. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways... Then, I had to watch this scene a couple of times, even though I didn't want to. Um, 
start making out. And as they do, he does put her hands down and she does undo his pants. At first, I was like, he is still fully clothed, humping her. It's it's movie fucking. But his pants are up, but she did undo them. (laughs) Her dress gets pulled down and up, and then they start having sex against the fireplace rock wall, which has to hurt. (laughs) And then... (laughs) Yeah, that's not comfortable. Is it more or less comfortable than fucking on stairs? (laughs) (laughs) Because movies tell us that that is sexy as hell. And it cannot be. Have you ever had sex on stairs? No, why would you? That sounds painful. (laughs) I'm pretty sure we made out on the stairs one time and it was not cool. That was me, that was Sam Elliott. No, it was definitely you. And I wrote, it's weird to watch. (laughs) And then he carries her. sure? Because I'm not a Well, they continue to make out and he's humping at her as they walk to the bed. Well, he's just trying to keep his dick in at this point. <laughs> you got to think it would come out while they were walking. She doesn't have elephantitis of the penis. You don't know that? I think I would have heard. So You would have heard? Anyway, she falls asleep. He was naked on this set. I'm sure somebody would have said something. It would be a Hollywood rumor. You would have hung like a baby holding an apple. She, she wakes up by herself, and he's outside naked. Naked. <laughs> like you do. Okay. Unlike the little roof. Thing? Which has like carpet like or a something. Blanket down or something. It, there's like a carpet, but this is the thing. Okay, he so went heels to Jesus. You know what I mean? It's fine. If you want to sit on your roof naked, that's cool. <laughs> but this is, I was so enraged. And Brad Wesley's just watching. <laughs> I haven't she goes been out there with her sheets. I haven't been this enraged since we watched the ruins and she put on her shirt before her underwear. <laughs> she gets up. Who buried it? She gets the sheet. <laughs> Okay, 100%. She just kind of holds it over her boobs as she gets out of bed so we can see her whole ass. Uh-huh. All right, fine. It's a movie. We want to check we want to check out those nice cakes. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. But then but then the nice she goes cakes. outside yeah. and she sits bare-assed on the roof. Yes. Yeah, they all do that. Yes. And, and I noticed no, that too. Was, and I was like, "What?" No. <laughs> And there is a rug, so I guess maybe if this is his thing, but why would you have a sheet just on your boobs and not tuck it under before you sat down? What what's the point? You should have just been naked too. Yeah. This is infuriating. (laughs) And also, all the lights are on. Yeah. And then and then they have sex on the roof. With Brad watching across the way? Yeah. Legit watching. Yeah. What? He should have they a telescope, by the way. he's watching. Brad should have a telescope, by the way. Um, at no point did we no, say No, he tele- should have binoculars, because he went to Nam. Yeah. He should have the camouflage Definitely. binoculars. 100%. No, he went to Korea, not Nam. Was it Korea? It was Either Korea. way, okay. there was binoculars involved. And I've he should have had many them. times. It's Korea. But they fuck on the roof, and you can see it. It's... Why is she such a floozy? I'm sorry. There's, I don't care how hot Patrick Swayze is. Turn off a light. People can see you. I know that's Brad's house. <laughs> Maybe she, she was doing that Brad so Brad can see her. She wants Brad to see it. Like, look at me fuck what this hot Emmett guy. What if Emmett looks out the window Ooh. and sees us fucking? Hey, I don't want then happy happy birthday to Emmett. Emmett. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The poor old man. Sleeping the in poor old sleep. man's like, look at them young titties. Yeah. I am a respectable physician at this house. Emmett doesn't need to see my tush. Emmett can check it out. Give the old man a Fucking thrill. Fucking bullshit. He's giving him really a hell of a upsetting. deal on this my place. My favorite line in the movie is, by the way, happy birthday to Emmett. 
it's she is a respectable doctor. She can fuck on any roof she wants, but she turns out the lights in case other people see that's her private business and she keeps her private life private. This bothers me so much. I don't think Elaine saw the same movie I did. Well, she keeps her private life private. Well, Emmett does notice does. that a lady has been there, but we don't know if he saw them having sex. Um, well, he yeah. had to. He, she's already gone at this point, so we must have noticed. It's like, you had a lady up there? <laughs> yeah, so you're fucking out the He's like, how'd you do that? Surely wasn't a dude. And he's like, maybe you should pitch your tent. And Dalton's like, I'm not that smart. And he's like, maybe she'll be smart enough for both of you. He already pitched a tent. Hello! But yeah, fuck when, now you before they her? had sex on the roof, she was like, you could stay if you want. And he's like, nah. She's <laughs> like, no, dude, She's I'm fixing this place up and I'm dude. out the fucking road. She's real invested in this dude. She is in love with him already. Her timer went off. They had like three dates. He was balls <laughs> deep in her love. He was. She was down uh, and clown. It happens. So when he goes to work... Later, Cody is like, hey, I heard that you're hanging around with Dr. Elizabeth Clay, and I just want you to know that Brad Wesley used to have a thing for her and went nuts when she left town. It's a small town, so everybody knows. Maybe he wasn't evil before she left, but he broke his heart. So you're saying he's evil because of her? Maybe she broke his heart and he went crazy. I'm not going to support that. I'm just... Uh, I really would not know. So, um, the truck he arranged... To deliver the alcohol has arrived. He goes outside alone, even though he's presumably not handled these deliveries in the past. <laughs> so he doesn't really know what the process is. Assuming a large truck full of alcohol that needs to be unloaded and put away. So you'd think you'd get all of the dudes that work in your facility yeah. that you pay to be there to help unload. Yeah. But then the fight doesn't make sense. I'm just saying. I mean, you're, well, pay, you're paying 10 bouncers. They can pick a couple kegs up. So this is when Wade Garrett arrives at the double douche, as he calls it, on his motocicleta. Why did he show up? Motocicleta? To see Miho. Just wanted to hang out. Like, maybe he's between jobs. I don't need him at the strip joint anymore. (laughs) It's just, I needed some reason for him to come. Well, Swayze tells him to come. He called him on the phone and said he's having a hard time and he'd like to see him. No, he said it's nothing I'm not used to. But maybe he read into yeah, it. It was like, you wouldn't means. have called me and asked me about this dude if it was maybe. something that was yeah. easy. And maybe because we need more Sam Elliott in this movie. Well, we, we definitely do. need. <laughs> it took way too long for him to arrive. <laughs> I thought he was like 80 in this. I know. <laughs> He's 44. It, hurt, it broke my little heart. What? I was like, I'm Do you feel so. like you're this, do you feel like he looks your age in this movie? No. I don't want to no. talk about it. <laughs> John so, looks way younger. I than thought he was in his fifties. Thanks, man. In this movie, <laughs> I mean, now granted, he looks I think like he just he, white gray really early. He gra- I, granted, he, he looks young. like he got hit by a car and left in a ditch, but but that's the character. But that's what the character looks like. So I don't think he looks like that at all. You don't think he looks greasy, old man? No. Well, there might be some uh, rose-colored glasses. <laughs> I think his hair looks well conditioned. Okay. Well, his hair looks well conditioned. His facial hair looks rather unkempt, and he does seem. Well, that was the 80s. A little bit dirty. Everybody's hair was unkempt in the 80s. (laughs) So four of Brad Wesley's goons also arrive around back to disrupt the shipment. I don't know how they knew it was happening today, but they did. I don't know how many times these same four guys get beat up by Dalton. They tell the driver to put the alcohol back. this This bar is closed. Dalton's like, take a break to the driver. And he's like, I'll deal with these suits. A fight breaks out of the loading dock. 
Wade asks after Dalton in the bar. And they're like, oh, he's out back. You got a skinny little runt named so Dalton. So they just let him go back out there, presumably through the back room of the bar. Yeah. Because you don't... He's like, Wade Garrett. The back... They don't know that. <laughs> well, Frank does, because yeah. Frank sees him and says, I know, know you. you. That yeah. dude is creepy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that dude is a creeper, dude. That dude the... watched Dalton and Clay have sex, somehow. <laughs> that dude's a perv and a half. Every time he speaks, like... He's Ugh. like, I you, know you. Yeah. You wonder about the people who <laughs> write creepy creep. fan fiction? It's this dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, but what is it in the road? Like, if you have a shitty roadhouse bar, what is it? Like, the legendary bouncer stories? Yeah. <laughs> what the it's fuck? Weird. <laughs> it is, you're right. I thought that too. Sometimes, Holy shit. sometimes there are That's the guy that movie beat jobs. Up dudes in a bar. Where sometimes there's movies where the guy is a legend in now, whatever business, and you're like, there's no such is thing. Is that a thing? No, it's <laughs> like Tango in Cash I when will, they're in the paper. I will give like, you. Like, no. Will, this is not how it works. I don't know why Wade Garrett is legendary besides this cool ass Sam well, Elliott. However, if there was a Sam if there Elliott. was a bar fight where some dude or no, I guess it wasn't a bar fight, but I was gonna say if there was a bouncer that everyone thought was badass and you heard that he tore some dude's throat out, that might get a you might get a couple miles out of that. Some people are gonna talk about that. <coughs> who talked that? Wade who, Garrett. Well, he does Tiger Claw. <laughs> it's the Denmark. Oh my god. The no, Denmark. That's, that, that's the death touch. That's completely different. Yeah. I'd show you, but they it's, a, be it's the fucking thing the dude does in uh, Temple of Doom. Oh, the. Kalima! <laughs> Which every little Indy, kid tried to do. So Wade goes out back, helps Dalton fight off the four goons. UFC killed movies like this because they're like, oh yeah. Yeah, you can't. They're, do by the way, <laughs> winning. Yes. They're beating the shit I mean, out of Dalton. Yeah. And if Wade well, had not been just there. Dalton. I like dead. how Wade walks out all common shit, like fixing his hair. Yeah. Hey, mijo, how you doing? It reminded me of Harley Davidson, the Marvel Man, where he's like, if he's such a tough guy, he could take them all by himself. Or what does he say? Yeah, he's such exactly a, that. Yeah. <laughs> and he lets him beat him up a little he's bit. He's such a pretty boy. <laughs> That's it. It's like, pretty boy, huh? But he, he at least stopped everybody else. Yeah. It was a one-on-one fight. All right, let him fight one-on-one. But they he's weren't just fighting letting them. Two of them hold him down, or another one punch so him. So then he goes to the biggest dude and whoops his... Starts whooping his ass no, like hurts. The big, dude, the, dick. <laughs> the big dude goes, "What? Get away, old! Get, get away, out of here, old man! Dad. Do wanna, or do you want to fight?" <laughs> no, he, yeah, he, he, he calls wanna, him like dickless or yeah. something. He says, "Well, I'm not going to show you my dick." No, that he was in the beginning of uh, punches him in his dick, and then he punches, he him, punches him, in the dick, him in the dick, and, and then, then kicks him in the kneecap. Hurts, don't it? you? I don't care how big they are. Which I thought was really funny. Which I thought was really funny because he's like, hurts, don't it? Yes. <laughs> yes, I bet that hurt like a son of a he's bitch. He's like, hey, man, you want a hurts, donut? Then he hits him. Boom, hurts, donut. <laughs> so by the time the fight is over, everyone has come out the back and seen Wade and Dalton fight together. And Cody introduces Wade to everybody, and they're all excited because he's a legend. Ladies and gentlemen, Wade Garrett. And, then, and, him, and him and Dalton are hugging at this point. Mm-hmm. Dalton takes Wade to the hospital to pick up... Elizabeth Clay. They go to the bar. Who he tries they go to, to fuck. a bar. Not the double deuce. A different bar. Uh-huh. Yes, but then his friend tries to fuck his girl. This is a continuity I, error, so I think. It appears that this bar is closing while they're there. Stools are being put yep. up. They're cleaning. Yep. And then they're like, what time is it? Daytime. Well, let's go no, somewhere now, where we can dance. This is my thing. <laughs> I thought... 
it was that they had been there till two or three in the morning and they went to an all night diner. Maybe. Because then thought, she yeah. says, I have, I was thinking I was going to go home because I have a shift in a couple hours. And they did pick her up. So it's the next day. So I thought they went to an all night diner that just happened to be one of those diners that plays music and has, has space for you to dance. Yeah. Like um, whatever that diner is in the first um, Top Gun movie. Oh, yeah. That has the piano. Never close your eyes so they go anymore. to get food and dance, and well, Wade tells Elizabeth like, that nobody else is no, dancing, just that. She's is like, her? "Is this when you tell me how great your friend is?" And he's like, "No, this is when I try to get you from myself." <laughs> he's literally trying to fuck his friend's girl. Worst guy ever. No, I don't think he thinks it's gonna happen. I, I mean. I think he's See, Elaine seeing... wants to believe that he's kidding. No. But he literally says, I'm not kidding. No, I think he's seeing if she'll take the bait. I think it's a test. I also think he definitely would fuck her, but I think it's a test. <laughs> <laughs> see, how, see if her intentions are pure. She, yeah, he... Because Dal- he sees his friend Dalton is like, what are you fucking doing? And he says this to Dalton. He's like, what in the ham sandwich? And then he kind of puts his toe in to see how, what her intentions are. Yeah, they seem are. to have a... And then it's, he realizes it's true love. We seem to have, like, a system. Wade and Dalton, apparently. Yeah. It's like, we go to shit bars, we clean them up, and then we roll. We get all the money, and we roll. Uh-huh. We do it again, we roll. That's what we do. That's our job. So this that's, is what that's, I that's do, our and lifestyle. this is what I taught you to do. But then do. Dalton's like, well, no, no, I'm staying here because there's this doctor. And he's like, whoa, no, no. What? He's getting serious. I'm getting. I'm gonna stay here for a while. And he caught feelings. He's like, oh, that's stupid. You're getting dumb. But then, that doctor lady makes a lot of money. I'm sure she's. A Elizabeth doctor, goes to the bathroom, and while she's gone, Wade brings up that he thinks Dalton is still living in the past in Memphis. Yeah, he and gets he's a like, stare. look, it wasn't your fault. That girl did not tell you that she was married. And when a man puts a gun in your face, you have two choices: you can die or you can kill the motherfucker. Which also was weird. So that that dog won't hunt. I also thought it was weird that he, that like it seems like Dalton is trying is getting serious and wants to stay here, but then he's like, but it seems like you're still living in the past, which is what you tell your friend when you're trying to convince him to embrace this life, settle down with this hot chick, mm-hmm. that you need to forget about the past, the good things right in front of you. But that's not exactly what happens. It's weird. Wade still wants him to leave. But yeah. I think I think Wade wants him to leave once he sees how bad Brad Wesley is. Yeah. He's like, we need we don't need to be yeah. here. Yeah. Uh but I think at this point he doesn't know that yet. So he's no. like, Well, if you love her, then maybe you should stay. Well, because Wade is reasonable. He's like what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to stay and I'm going to show Brad Wesley and I'm going to beat up everybody and fuck everyone up because this dude owns this town. Let yeah. it go. Who cares? We don't need you to did be your here. job. You get the, the fuck bar. out of here. He's like, no, I'm going to show him. And he's like, you're a fucking idiot, dude. So anyway, that night, everything is great at the bar. They have alcohol. People are having a great time. But then there's a fire at Ritz across Which the street. Which is a block away. It's right across the yeah. street. We've seen that. Every time we lose no, reds, we see the parking lot of the Double Deuce. As the fire trucks arrive, the place explodes. Blows up. <laughs> well, it's auto parks. There's, Blows there's up. all kinds of flammable oils and stuff in there. When Dalton returns to the bar, Brad is inside having a drink. He tells Cody to play something and liven the place back up. Because now it's like a morgue in here. And uh, he also wants to invite the firefighters in and buy them a drink since they risked their lives trying to save Red's place. And he thinks that was a waste of time. 
because he doesn't like red. No, red has apparently choice. stopped giving the 10%. These are some choice words <laughs> that I forget that they say. Denise is with him along with like all of his goons and she wants to dance. And Brad gives her permission. She goes on stage and strips as she dances. <clears throat> Dalton gets her to come down and she kisses him. He brings her back to Brad Wesley and says, if you're going to have a pet, you should keep it on a leash. Hmm. She does not like that. <laughs> he says, he, he's like, you're right, and calls Jimmy over. Jimmy brings a pool stick to use as a weapon. Dalton gives the bouncers permission to engage with him and, and try to get him out. People clear the area because yeah. people who really want to have fun aren't going to come to this yeah. bar where fights break out all the time. <laughs> but that's like every down. other fucking time... The fucking waitresses are in the back going, yeah, kill it. <laughs> so Jimmy starts hitting the bouncers with the pool stick. And another of the goons takes the opportunity to throw a chair at the shelves behind the bar. Because they still don't think that he should have the liquor. Um, Jimmy calls. They basically are just trying to destroy the place. Uh, Brad smiles as all hell breaks out. And uh, Jimmy calls Wade over and fights him. Dalton comes over and helps. And once it's um, Brad or Dalton and Wade against Jimmy, Brad Wesley shoots a gun off and is like, that's enough. He tells Dalton this isn't working out and has his boys leave. The next day, Dalton is invited to a meeting of the local business owners at Red's house, which is why the hell would you invite him? But... <laughs> He's well, not a business really, owner. Yeah, but he's making things a lot worse. Mm-hmm. That's true. Let's be real. Since he's come here and challenged him, things have escalated significantly. That's true. But these guys are, they don't, they hate Brad Wesley. Yes. So they they don't want to give him money anymore. And Red's like, I'm out. I'm not trying to rebuild. I'm not staying in this town. I'm not going to keep giving him my money. I'm just leaving. Yeah, and they offer to help him rebuild. They're like, you had insurance, right? We can rebuild. Take the insurance and roll. And he's like, no, I'm not rebuilding. Why would I rebuild? <laughs> They'll just blow it up again. And uh, and he's like, he's like, they're like, can you prove he started the fire? And he's like, it doesn't matter. It, it, like, are you gonna sit on the stand he's, against him? He's, he's gonna blow, He's gonna kill your family. He's like, like <laughs> the cops are in his pocket, and they're like, well, I got a buddy in who knows somebody in the FBI. It's like, still, we would have to go to court. Yeah. And he would kill you. <laughs> it's like, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning. So. Yeah, how many people has he killed up to this point? Seven. B. <laughs> okay. We don't know. So, no, it's in it, trivia. No, I read the trivia. Frank is convinced that Dalton scared Brad Wesley last night. And Dalton's like, no, no, we didn't. He wasn't scared. He might have been scared that we were going to beat up too many of his dudes, but he wasn't scared. (laughs) Another day, I don't know if it's the next day or what, um, we see that Brad Wesley is going to have the dude who drives the monster truck drive through the showroom of the car salesman's business. Because he doesn't want his 10%. Because he stopped paying his 10%. One by one, the business owners have stopped paying him. This is what happens. I was very confused. About, I guess I didn't, maybe I didn't realize, recognize him in the meeting, but I was like, why all of a sudden is he monster trucking the car dealership? Because he didn't get Also, 
I'm sorry, this is where he gets arrested. I mean, you he didn't invite a crowd. You can't prove that he uh, set the Wow, Lee's having parts. a heart attack. Yes, the fire. Okay. the fire. The stroke. But everybody can see. You like, can't There prove. are 40 witnesses to this. <laughs> 40. Including the doctor. Like, what is happening that they're all surra- at the auto, at the car dealership today? Was there some yeah. kind of event? Because all of the bouncers and like Dalton there was an event. and the doctor lady and what is happening that yeah. all of a sudden now yeah. we get Sunday, and Sunday, Sunday. And there are people Sunday. inside the showroom when they mm-hmm. start dropping. Yeah. And it's not the people who work there. It's customers who just are people in this town. Yeah. yeah. And they don't even, they're not even like, get out of the way. <laughs> they just drive through the showroom There's and they're no like, way. you better move. There's no way that this is where you don't get arrested. This is where you get arrested. This is too far. Well, it goes much farther. All the small business owners far. are like, this is way too far. This like, this is ludicrous. But Red is like, you got insurance, right? Because that's what yeah, the yeah. dude said to him. Oh, Are so. you insured against monster trucks, though? And we yeah. see that Emmett's there and Frank is there and Red is there. They're all there. Brad Wesley tells Dr. Clay to get Dalton out of town or he's going to go down. And Brad won't lose any sleep over it. And he's like, he tells the business owners that this is his town and they shouldn't forget it. And Dalton has kind of lost it. And this is when he's working out like crazy to prepare for the ultimate showdown between him and Brad Wesley and the Goots. Wade comes by and he's like, dude, why? Let's roll. <laughs> Let's roll. You cleaned up the bar. Your job is done. He's like, come on, out. mijo. Get out. Leave. Come on. Take the money. At this run. point, if you leave, then everything goes back to the way it was before you got here. Yeah, you Except for the bar here. is nicer. It'll yeah. probably stay nicer. Yeah. But uh, you trained the bar right now. Every fight that's happened in the bar since he started cleaning it up has been because Brad Wesley sent goons yeah. to fuck it up. So if you leave, he probably won't keep. He wanted the bar to make money. <laughs> Red's leaving. He'll probably force his nephew back in there and start supplying their liquor again, and take his ten percent. But the bar will still be nicer than it was in the beginning. And the nephew will be stealing even more because the bar will be making more money. Yeah. <laughs> and the 10% will be more. And the liquor sales will be more. <laughs> but whatever. Um, so he's like, let just let's go. You don't have to be involved in this. And Dalton's like, you can leave whenever you want. And Wade's like, maybe I should stop telling you what to do. Maybe I should kick your ass. Dalton swings on Wade, who grabs his fist and holds it between him. And he's like, we don't want to do this. Also, he's like, he just grabs that. Bap. I don't think so, Miho. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you know, I love you, and I learned just as much from you as I taught you, but we're not doing this, and I'm out. Um, that night, Dr. Clay comes to talk to Dalton. She wants him to leave. She's like, you don't understand how terrible Brad Wesley is. And he's like, I know exactly what I'm dealing with, and uh, I know that he chose me, and he made a mistake when he chose me, because I don't lose. And she's like, why? Why? Why does it matter? Yeah. You don't have to do this. Just leave. And she, she's like, who are you trying to save? The business owners? Who's going to save them from you? Yeah, that was a weird line. <laughs> Just then, That's Emmett's house safe. starts to explode. Literally. What did Emmett do? 
he's his landlord. He gave sanctions to fucking Dalton. So why don't you just blow up Dalton's fucking house? You gotta fuck with Emmett. Uh, See, that's like putting an elevator in that house. Maybe, make any sense. <laughs> maybe Brad draws the line at horses, and there's horses in that barn. <laughs> I I thought maybe Emmett had a small business because he was at all the small business people's stuff, and he maybe he, he obviously owns the 10%. a horse farm. And perhaps he's been trying to get that land from Emmett. Why are you yelling? That would make sense too. He wants, but they to, don't he ever talk land, about that. But they don't talk about it. Yeah. No, he's mad because Emmett let Dalton stay at his property and therefore Dalton got to fuck, um, what's her name, on the roof. (laughs) Obviously. Connected those dots. So, Dalton is able to get in and get Emmett out just before the house completely explodes. You know there's a word for that. Amazing. Amazing, yes. Um, Elaine's yawning, it's time to go. Brad watches from the balcony at his house as Emmett's house is destroyed. Jimmy leaves the scene on a motorbike, laughing. Dalton sees Red and goes after him. Not Red, the dude, but like angry Red. (laughs) He knocks him from the bike and they fight. Jimmy's like, prepare to die. They fight for a while. (laughs) Which is awesome. Eventually, (laughs) Dalton gets the upper hand and Jimmy pulls a gun. He's going to kill him the old-fashioned way. And Dalton pushes the hand with the gun away and goes for the throat, rips it out, and knocks him into the water. Now, I had to watch this three times. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I rewinded it and watched it again. Rewind. Because I said, did he rip out his throat? No. <laughs> and I watched it again. And I'm like, he definitely didn't rip out his ear. Because that's what I thought. I'm like, there's no way that was actually his throat. It must have been his ear. Third time. No. He just rips his throat out? How do you even do that? (laughs) So we watched a little thing that was like, this movie is so bananas that they tell you in the beginning that one time this man ripped somebody's throat out and you're still shocked when he does it again. Because you're like, (laughs) surely not. This is the like, 80s where I people were wrote so this down full of shit. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to forget. like, oh yeah, I know a guy that can rip your throat out. Didn't no, you he can't. tear that guy's throat out? You know how hard yes. it must be to rip out a throat? <laughs> you know how many pounds of pressure you have to have to rip out a throat? I mean. I would not know. I don't That's why I know. was like, no, it's definitely he tore off his ear. Because that only takes seven pounds of pressure. Well, this is but bullshit jitsu. I was like. Where you can do Tai Chi and fuck up four dudes. Guess what? <laughs> um, I watched uh, Patrick Swayze's technique here. Dude wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. <laughs> All right, well, but this is stunt fighting from the eighties. It's fine, but what? Okay, so all right, continue on. Doctor Clay runs toward them, hears the shot, sees Jimmy fall into the water. She turns him on his back, sees that he's dead, and his throat's been ripped out. She's pretty disgusted, and she just leaves. <laughs> like, like you do. Like I'm a doctor, and I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> he's dead. I, she checks his pulse. He's gone. She no, she does. She does the what a doctor would do. She checks to see if this man's savable. She pulls him out and goes, "Wow, he just had his throat ripped out, and he's already dead. Not suffocating and choking to death. Yeah. He's dead. I'm leaving because she I'm can give him a tracheotomy. Yeah, yeah. And he this would is live. where she's going straight to the police, yeah. and Swayze is going back to jail because she's we like, already. Going to be an accessory to murder. We already talked about how he was on trial for murder before, so she's immediately. And I thought that the next scene was going to be him, the the police coming to arrest him. (laughs) See, he pulled a gun on me, and I kicked it out of his hand. But and then I tore his throat out. I feel like she was close enough. She (laughs) had to. I feel like she was close enough. She had to witness it. Where's the gun? And be like, did he just tear off his ear? No, oh my God, his Uh throat. (laughs) So she would be a witness that there was a gun and it was self-defense. But after she leaves, 
What does he do? He puts the body back in the water. Yeah, he throws it in the water. Pushes it across the river. Yes, pushes it toward Brad Wesley's house and yells. Wesley! And he's like, fuck "Fuck you! (laughs) Which is not the coolest fuck you we've heard because that's still Kevin Bacon. With the renowning, fuck you. So the next day... Dalton arrives at the bar, which is suspiciously empty. Um, and Because Brad, he's going to be arrested for murder. <laughs> Brad Wesley calls as he is arriving and is like, you choose Wade or Elizabeth Clay. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, one of them dies. You took Jimmy, one of them dies. And he's like, oh, you're not going to answer? I'm going to flip a coin. He does. And he's like, I would love to tell you how it turned out. And he hangs up the phone. That's some cold-blooded <laughs> shit right there. Brad Wesley's a bad motherfucker right there. So soon after, Wade comes into the bar all fucked up. He, like, yeah. falls into the bar. There were only three of them. They told him that he was lucky. Dalton's like, oh, shit, I gotta go find Elizabeth Clay. Clay. Wade tries to go with him, and he's like, no, dude, stay here, have a beer, and wait, you're in no shape. I'm Which is absolutely him. stupid. I'm you should just come with me and we're all together. Me. Yes. You can stay in the car. Yes. And we're leaving. Well, we're going to stay together. <laughs> we're getting together. Because he's trying to and kill one leaving. of y'all. We're going to the hospital to pick Elizabeth up because I'm going to assume she's at And work. while we're there, they'll give you a once over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you look terrible. Yeah. Hundo P. So, he gets in his car and takes off. And today he drove the Mercedes. I don't know why. Because he, he's leaving. Okay. When the job's done, he drives the Mercedes. And they also that's don't true. know that it's his car. Yeah. They're looking for the whatever that big beater is. Oh, that's a piece of shit. Yeah. So, uh, and, maybe he's, and his, he's leaving. Maybe his because he tells was, is this where he tells Wade, right? Yeah, he goes, "We're out of here. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, we're just gonna get Elizabeth yeah. and go." So he goes to the hospital and tries to force her to leave with him, and she's like, "No, <laughs> you're, you're just, crazy." Yeah. He's, he's like, like grabs her and shit. <laughs> I saw you murder someone. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh yes, you and are." He's like, "But Brad is crazy," and she's like, "And you're not. <laughs> you tore a dude's throat out. That's not even possible." I was like, I "You it. need to go." So he she does. says, "I saw him." <laughs> He goes back to the bar. How'd you know that, And Dalton? finds Wade dead on the bar. Yeah, stabbed. I was very upset about it. And this. with a note that I know you were. Uh, <laughs> it says it was tails. Mm, yeah. That's cold-blooded. Huh. So cold he gets snake. in his car and takes off. He's and then we cut us. to his car arriving at Brad's house. We don't get anything in between. He's, the car is speeding toward the house. It doesn't turn. It just drives through fences and shit. Uh, there's four goons outside who just start shooting at the car immediately. Even though, like you said, they don't know that this is his car. <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, it's heading straight for them. And they've been, they were prepared Waiting. for bear. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the car keeps coming at them. It hits a little wall, flips over. One of them shoots at the underside, causing it to explode at different points. True. <laughs> yeah, because it's a movie and it's a car. Cars are just You know if you flick it hard, his, it'll explode. It'll just Explosives yeah. on four tires. That's what cars are. They open the door and realize there's nobody in it, but the knife that killed Wade is in the gas pedal to hold it down. I don't so think that would work. No. The dude who drives the monster truck is the one who takes the knife out and puts it. He has a little holster Tinker. on his side. That's not Tinker. No, oh. it's um, this is the oh, skinny the dude younger. who drives the monster truck. Okay. <laughs> I don't know all their names. I believe um, that one is younger. Yeah, I think that's younger. So he's like, go find him. So we watch, we follow this dude as he goes around the house and finds different goons 
dead? We don't know All if right, they're dead so or not. All right, so now <laughs> They still have so, throats, so there's no way to know. This is what I want to say. Um, my next uh, line that I wrote down is, he's like a murder flood. So, <laughs> he's not, not a murder hurricane. He's not a murder hurricane. No, he's no, not, no. He's like the wind. He's not a murder <laughs> tornado yeah. or hurricane like we normally see. He's a slow creep of death. He's like a murder flood. No, he's like You're the cold. wind. Yeah, it's very. It's been quiet. Nobody really hears anything. There's uh-huh. just dudes on the ground everywhere. Yep. That's where he got the idea to write the song. She's like the wind because he was like the wind in this. Yeah, a hundred percent. So that's, that's, the, the math checks out. Dalton uh-huh. comes up behind him and he shoots at Dalton, and then um, pulls the knife. When Dalton gets the gun away from him, they fight a little until Dalton gets the knife and stabs him in the gut and says, "Tails again." The skimming bartender is upstairs. He shoots at them. Dalton turns it around so that the stab dude takes the shot. Then he pulls the knife out and throws it at the bartender who falls over the railing and dies. Yeah. Uh-huh. With immediately. Like, immediately. <laughs> yep. I mean, it was the 80s. He does have a weak constitution. That's yeah. why he works at the bar. <laughs> he did catch a knife in the chest and fall on it. No, maybe. Then we watch as Brad Wesley comes out and sees he ain't dead, all he ain't happy. goons <laughs> on the ground. And some of them are for sure for sure dead Uh others we don't know (laughs) now we follow tinker and he gets knocked out when a stuffed polar bear falls on him so (laughs) so i said all right did the polar bear kill him (laughs) i honestly thought did it knock him out I honestly yeah, thought at this point, I don't know. At this point, I honestly thought the pol- knocking the polar bear on him killed him because he didn't move after that because you would have uh, expected a scream, a yell, a, tri- a, yeah. a floppy legs. I'm like, that killed him? <laughs> that seemed so bananas. Yeah, it's a little dumb. But I honestly thought he was dead here. <laughs> I, think we... I think you're supposed to because Wesley walks up and sees mm-hmm. him and he's like, oh. Then we cut back to Brad Wesley coming out, and he, he's like, I see you found my trophy room. And this is bananas. There's, like, stuff. It's a lovely room of death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Animals, animals. And everywhere. the walls are lined with pictures of him yeah. as, that like, with was, his kills. That was an 80s, 90s thing. If you wanted to show that you were a rich asshole <laughs> and evil, you had a big safari trophy room. Yeah. Right, because only assholes you. kill human uh, animals. Well, the thing is, a lot of those rich assholes would only hunt animals that had been drugged. Yeah, but it wasn't like a it wasn't like a buck and then some trout on the wall. It was like a whole it's menagerie, like every and that's how that you, you show someone who's uber rich and uber evil. He's got like now giraffes, they giraffes and shit. Yeah. Mm. Rhinos. But rhinos kill more people than elephants. Rhinos are fucking dangerous. Hippos well, elephants think that dangerous. we're cute like puppies. Uh-huh. Elephants Dude, I think look hippos at people like the, the most dangerous animal in the world. <laughs> people walk up they to hippos and just adorable. die. <laughs> they do. The hippos kill the fuck out of people. Well, they're mean. Well, because they don't want you near them. I just, I just, I just read an Instagram terrible. thing where this guy found a baby hippo and he's like, oh, and he raised it and it raised it up to full thing and was feeding it and it killed him. <laughs> it's like, they're it's super like, They're fucking mean as shit. Just because the people played little hungry, hungry hippos growing up, they think they're cute. And it's because of the song we're, on a hippopotamus. You know what? Christmas. That too. We're, let's just save the rest of this hippo talk because we're going to talk about it in Ryan in, in your next pick, Operation Hippo Drop. He want Brad Wesley wants to know what this is all about. It can't be all about Wade, one old man. He thinks that's a mercy killing, putting him out of his misery. Jimmy was in better shape. You killed Jimmy, and now you've taken all my boys. 
He claims to want to talk to Dalton. This town might be big enough for both of them, and they should talk. Um, but he's really leading with the... He's going to kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dalton comes out thinking he snuck up on Mr. Wesley, but he didn't. And they attack at the same time. So Dalton kicks while Wesley shoots. He catches Dalton in the shoulder. The gun... I think he kicks the gun out of his hand somehow, like... Yeah. Um, Onto the couch or something. Then they the start... Rolling around <laughs> in the living room, and uh, Wesley grabs some like javelins <laughs> and yeah. starts trying to throw them yeah. <laughs> and hit him with them. But he's not a drug lion, so right. yeah. <laughs> Don kicks him in the knee, and he goes down. They're both pretty in, in bad shape by now. And uh, Wesley is like, "I thought it'd be fun to fight you, Dalton, but now I just don't have the time." He pulls a little teeny gun. Um, it's a dick pistol. <laughs> Dalton easily kicks it out of his hand and is poised above him like he's going to rip his throat out. But he stops himself. No. Isn't this where he gets distracted by what's-her-name? Isn't she there? She comes in, but he's already pretty much decided he's not going to kill him by that point. I feel like she heard the shots. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then he, like, gets up to yep. get mm-hmm. off of him. Yep. And he we goes see to- Dr. Clay at the top of the stairs and... Okay, uh, yeah. Wesley has picked the gun back up and she's like, No! And Dalton turns back around, but then. And I wrote, A fucking posse! <laughs> Wesley gets shot. They shot him like eight times! Yeah. And it's Red shot him the first time. And he, he stands back up. And then he gets shot again by the car salesman. Uh-huh. And he doesn't go down. And no. then he gets shot. I think it's Emmett the third yeah, time. Emmett, yeah, Emmett, that shoots him. Everybody fucking And then okay. Frank comes out and says, this is our town. You better not forget it. And shoots him a fourth time. And then he finally drops. <laughs> so, I'm like, and then we start polar bear science. killed that dude. And it took a whole fucking murder posse to take him down? Mm-hmm. I think then, they just wanted to show that everybody takes a shot. And then I think it's Emmett collects all the guns. Yeah, and hides him. them. Yeah, I mean, they're his guns. And things. I'm sorry, Tinker throws his gun at the cops. Yeah. They might have taken... So Tinker's holding a gun, he throws it, and but the cops come right at that I mean, And I'm like, he's not dead. No, he's not. He what just the hell? Like, what is hell? This guy's having a bad day. I don't know if he was just, like, shocked or what, but he's, he's fine. So then, we hear sirens, and there's cops. And I was shocked because I'm like, there's cops in this town? (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently they were on Brad's payroll as well, or in his pocket. So they come to the door and they're like, Brad, where are you? (laughs) They come in and they're like, who's going to tell us what happened? But I can't tell if those guns were guns they got from the goons. Because the goons all had guns. Yeah, maybe. Or if they just got him out of his like, oh, his collection I mean, he's got guns everywhere. Or I'm sure. Look at this room. I, mean, I don't think they're their guns. I think that they are Brad Wesley's guns, I, or his goons' guns, which are his. Not. Guns. I mean, it's unanswerable. <laughs> this so. main. This is ridiculous too, because this is not Shady Brook PD, because they've never let this stand. <laughs> oh fuck no! I said, some, "Who's going to tell me what happened?" I didn't see nothing. Did I didn't you see, see nothing. I didn't, I didn't see, see nothing. nothing. Tinker, tinker. what'd no, you see? That's when you charge them all with homicide. What? No, with homicide. You charge them all because... There's, there's a dead body. He's been shot 15 times. He was not shot four. 15 times. He was shot four times. 
There's dead bodies all over the place. There was an explosion in the front yard. Yeah, but they have their guns. They have the guns with their fingerprints, and they have forensics on the fucking body. I mean, it's not it's not the great mousecapades. It's, it's we found easy a dead body out. in the river that had his throat torn out. <laughs> Shit, it's still floating. These people are all going to jail. We thought I, that was suicide. So <laughs> he's he's in the, he's on the other side of the room like this. We come <laughs> back to the so, bar. And Cody and his band perform one more time in this movie. Yeah. As we watch... We get our money's worth Dalton on Jay Giles' band. and Dr. K- Clay skinny dip, make out, and possibly have sex in the water where Jimmy's body was <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> your best... Your mentor. Your best friend. You think your Dalton moved into Wesley's house? was murdered. So, yeah, Wesley's went, dead. Dalton moved in there. You went on a murder flood, and now the doctor, who was not okay with your craziness, is now fucking you in a river. I've watched you rip a man's throat. I'm sorry. We're not getting back together. That's that's a lot. That is a lot. (laughs) He must be hungry. I save people for a living. No. You killed a lot of people. Ridiculous. I'm telling you. (laughs) Dalton. And everyone Uh, everyone in this movie except Wade thinks that you want to fight uh what's his what's his name wesley because you want to be wesley so i think everybody else has the idea of what's going to happen in henry roadhouse too is uh dalton's going to be running there jc penny's coming there because of dalton mm-hmm. he got them a sears yeah but then what's strange is the sequel i we watched the oh, preview Jesus for it Christ. it's supposed to be his son dalton's son what was his With last the doctor? name though it was no, not. It was. I don't know. But it was it not would... Dalton. His name's John Dalton in Roadhouse, but this kid's name is like. It's like something Tanner. Steve Matrix or something. Which and is you're not like, Clay or Dalton. Yeah. Well, that's because he was probably a fool and didn't wrap his tool. It was the '80s, ma'am. That or he just wants to hide because he does like, you know, know, his dad's in jail for like 90 years. It's crazy for killing all those people. So, anywho. What we'll let John go first, then we'll get Ben. Okay. Let me see what Ben put in. What do you think, John? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) My favorite character is well, it was Wade. Just started boning the wife, (laughs) so she was giving him ice packs. But I'll still (laughs) give it to him, (laughs) Mijo. My least favorite character is Wesley because he's kind of a dick. Kind of. Kind of. Um. My favorite line is, I brought a photo mat. J.C. Penney's coming here because of me. <laughs> I say like, that all the time. It's so stupid. It is just, it is just the worst line. J.C. Penney's coming here because of me. of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I built this town. So dumb. My favorite scene is the bar fights. All of them. All of them. Okay. <laughs> because it's Roadhouse. Yeah. It's it centered around bar fights. My favorite tertiary object is the headlights on his beater car. <laughs> Those cool. work. Okay. Those are cool. Yeah. She's a runner. Mm-hmm. And I'll yay this movie. I've liked it since, <laughs> you know, I saw it. I, I was a little kid when I saw it. So the rose-colored glasses thing like Beastmaster. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll yay it because everybody needs to see this. Because if you're crazy for Swayze like everybody should be, you should watch this movie. All right. It's way better than some of that other, like Ghost. It's way better than Ghost. Ooh. Fuck Willie Lopez. A lot of women know where I live. I will now read the dissertation that Ben sent us in an email. (laughs) Is it a dissertation? For the future, anyone who wants to send us thoughts on any movie, we really just want 
your favorite character, your least favorite character, your favorite scene, your favorite line, your tertiary object, and whether you yay, nay, or may, bay. I don't need eight paragraphs, but I'm going to read the whole thing. Uh, underappreciated movie podcast team. He thinks we're a team. Aww. He's Having right. just finished up the episode on Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, I was ecstatic to learn that Carly had chosen the 1989 cinema masterpiece known as Roadhouse. Roadhouse is a film of deep significance to me, and as such, I felt it important that I share with you all, my dear friends, my thoughts on this cornerstone of American culture. First, it's important wow. that I tell you that, as young men, I often told Tony that I foresaw, foresaw yeah. him on the path to actually being Wade Garrett. Yeah. Tony was wow. a skinny guy who rode a mo- motorcycle and drifted from job to job. It's no knock against Tony. On the contrary, Tony actively cultivated this mysterious loner demeanor. And I can tell you... The 22-year-old Tony would have thought being considered the best, the damn, the best damn cooler, sorry your grammar here, Ben, in the business was a fine way to spend life as a 45-year-old. She's not wrong. I'm not even entirely sure he doesn't even today. Lucky for him, he has yet to end up dead on a bar with a knife in him. Knock on wood. I mean, it's early. Tony doesn't really go to bars. In any event, I don't think I could let such an auspicious episode go by without offering my thoughts on this magnum opus. Magnum opus? So without further ado, here are my picks for Roadhouse. Favorite character, Wade Garrett. The man is cool as fuck and doesn't bother with that pseudo-philosophical horseshit that Dalton pretends that makes him special and better than any other cooler. Wade Garrett rides motorcycles, charms doctors, and beats ass. Sometimes in that order. Least favorite character, Carrie the waitress. How dare she just roll up on Dalton's awesome ass loft apartment without his permission? That's a good way to catch a throat ripping. <laughs> It is true. <laughs> Favorite scene, Wade versus Jimmy in the double deuce. Jimmy had just Damn finished it. handling the double deuce entire bouncing staff and the best steps into, and the best, steps into the fight and armed Jimmy. Sorry, your grammar. The fight ends without a, a winner and Wade was hurt, but I think he would have beat Jimmy. Favorite line, what if someone calls my mama a whore? Is she? <laughs> Favorite tertiary object, Terry Funk. Hard fucking yay. This movie made me serious, con- seriously consider the life of Nomad Cooler. I don't think that's actually a job, Ben. <laughs> of this movie, at least six out of seven days a week. I will watch it right the fuck now. Oh, what? You don't think so? I'm watching it. Believe that. Love you guys. Thanks for the laughs. Cheers, Ben. I actually do believe you put that on. I hope your boys are in bed. <laughs> because I don't think Nikki knows how many boobs are in that movie. Mm. All right. So that's what Ben thinks. He's a yay. I'm going to write him down. It's right. canon. I'm going to let Elaine go next because I have a feeling that she's not a yay. And then you can that's round the set. <laughs> All right. My favorite character is Wade Garrett. Of course. He slaps. <laughs> Stop saying that. My least favorite is Brad Wesley. He should be slapped. Uh-huh. <laughs> My favorite scene was the ambush at the alcohol delivery when Wade shows God up. damn it. I considered changing it to the end fight because it was so bananas and a man was maybe killed by a polar bear. But in the end, I liked the ambush alcohol delivery the best. My favorite line is nobody ever wins a fight because it's a good line. And there, I just was not... There was no line that I found especially funny or memorable enough to write down while watching the movie. Mm -hmm. So then I had to go back through the IMDb lines and find the one I liked the best, which Mm -hmm. is this one. But I like I usually write down multiple lines while I'm watching the movie. I'll pause it. I'll write a line. But 
I just didn't see anything. My favorite tertiary object is the monster truck. This movie starts off real boring with lots of boobs. <laughs> now, if you don't find boobs boring, you're probably fine with that. But it really doesn't even get interesting until about halfway through this movie. Yeah. And then half of that interest is just you going, what? Why? <laughs> Why? Ew! Put on some pants! It slaps. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give this movie a maybe. You're wrong. Because I could not in good conscience give this a yay. She's it's, wrong. But at the same time, wrong with the I think I would watch it again. <laughs> so I'm giving it a maybe. <laughs> All right, Tony. Oh... Favorite character is Wade. Uh-huh. Least favorite character is a split between Brad Wesley and Dalton. Mm. I think they're the same guy, just different points in their life. Interesting. My uh, favorite scene is when Wade Garrett fights Jimmy, but Ben stole it from me. Didn't expect that. <laughs> um, you should have expected that. Well, <laughs> well no, Ben's was the Jimmy. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Favorite line is uh, Wade says, "What's the matter? Still living in the past, aren't you? We're a long way from Memphis." Dalton says, "Memphis has nothing to do with it." Wade says, "Bullshit! That dog won't hunt." I can't believe you're still dragging that shit around with you. It seems to me you'd be a little more philosophical about it and cut it the fuck loose. You know that fucking cunt, that girl. When a man sticks a gun in your face, you got two choices: you can die or you can kill the motherfucker. Yeah, you do have two choices there, but you don't usually kill the motherfucker by ripping out his face. <laughs> it's very rare. Not unless you're a vampire or a werewolf. Oh, there you go. I have, I have more questions. Now, see, this movie just ain't... There's so many questions. Come um, here. What's, what's that? And my favorite tertiary object, I guess, is Wade's bike. But it might be the knife, because that knife killed a lot of people. It's a different it, knife. No, it killed Wade. No. Yeah. And, and then it kills oh, then the boy, it, and then it kills, and then it kills the, bar the guy. Trainer. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it, also, it gets the use out of that knife. It drove a car. It did drive a car. <laughs> That's true. That's a Killed that knife. fence. <laughs> and I'll yeah, this movie. It's it's stupid, but I, I love this movie, so, you know, it's if you grew up around this time, you love this movie. It's just how it is. Apparently, people considered Nomad Cooler as a potential employment opportunity. Mm. Who knew? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> All right, my favorite character was Wade, but I also loved Emmett. Yeah, Emmett's fun. Emmett. He's more of a favorite tertiary object. He's very object. strangely reminded me of my dad. <laughs> I, I kind of like was it the crazy grizzly Adams beard? It wasn't. It was the the weird things that he said. Mm-hmm. I can see my dad saying pretty much everything that Emmett said. It just in elevator a, and a house. slightly less rednecky way. <laughs> pitch a tent for her. <laughs> He was pinching a tent in those pleated pants. <laughs> My least favorite well, character have to add a least was Brad, but also the dude that drove the monster truck. Because that dude was yeah, he was a prick. bananas. <laughs> well, he and he seemed truck. to get off on doing shit yeah. like drive through a showroom. There's no way. Knife. If you own a monster truck, your dream is to drive it over a bunch of other cars. But not through then, a showroom full of people. It doesn't yeah. matter. Your dream is to drive in a bunch of cars. This was his opportunity to live his monster truck dream. It didn't oh. matter if there were people. But he seemed to enjoy every second of doing Brad's uh, bidding. Mm-hmm. Well, they all did. Um, so my favorite scene was pretty much all the ones with Wade. 
My favorite line was pretty much everything Emmett says. <laughs> but I went with, call me sir, it's like putting an elevator in an outhouse, it don't belong. Because that's the first time I was like, wow, that dude reminds me of my dad. <laughs> Even though my dad would not say that. No, it just, I, I get it's... it. There's, there's a certain feeling about it. Not sure. My favorite tertiary object was Keith David with a nod to Sam Elliott's hair. <laughs> Telling you, I wore that hat ponytail yesterday. <laughs> and Did you make I, it look that good? No. <laughs> I don't know. He has more gray in his hair than me. I wish I had that much gray. I will cool be with Elaine and maybe you think I'm attractive. Your beard? It's yeah. not like if you're watching it, I don't think I would leave the room. But when Wade's not in it, Are you I'm not day your terribly own interested. I'm maybaying it. I said that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she may be at her own movie. Call her when you get to the. To the G-string contest. <laughs> Tony, That's the first man. appearance Actually, of I want to change my favorite church object to the sign that says wet t-shirt and there's a line through it that says G-string. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. Who um, angel eyes? Find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We would love your thoughts and opinions. And tune in next week on the podcast for Elaine's pick. Well, it's September. Back to regularly scheduled programming, and I'm bringing back one of my favorite genres ridiculous science. (laughs) Also, volcanoes. I'm going with Congo. Oh, wow. Tough. I've never even heard of that. Tough case. <laughs> I've never seen it. Wow. I know what it is, though. It's a Crichton book. So. It's awesome in all the ways that Elaine loves and everybody else Wait hates. for me. Shh. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, this is a good song. It's a great song. I haven't heard this in like 10 years, so I'm well, sorry. Tony <laughs> said he liked the song and you mentioned it. It's not in the movie, I don't think. No, no well, it's the same guy though. I but will tell you. Like, this is his big hit. Congo yeah. stars. Why did he not have more hits? Laura Linney. Great song. It's like the guy that did a walk in the Memphis. Tim Curry. Like, why didn't he have more hits? Yeah. Dylan Walsh, you've never heard of. And Ernie fucking Hudson. Also, I do like Ernie Hudson. Also, a gorilla. <laughs> Also a gorilla. She's there's not some, a big monkey fan, though. It's, I'm sorry, there's a talking gorilla in this. She hates that. <laughs> Carly hates talking gorillas. Well, um, she has been a long time a member you know of the Congress Party. This is from 1995, by the way. When I was a kid, monkeys were my favorite animals. Uh-huh. I have grown out of that hardcore, because now I think they're kind of... Yeah. It's a good slow dance. Um, yeah, it is. But I used to have a collection of stuffed monkeys. This should be like a wedding song. Why wasn't this your wedding song? And I had I one of those giant <laughs> gorillas from like a theme existed. park yeah. as a what nightstand for a while. We just put like a piece of wood on its head and it was my nightstand. I had a huge collection of stuffed monkeys. Was, uh, Joe Don Baker's in this. Oh, He's shit. such a good bad guy. He is. Oh, sorry, I'm just enjoying this song. Let me turn this off. <laughs>